This is Matt Lee, and you're listening to Your Music is Bad, and You Should Feel Bad. This week, we are live from the NAM show in sunny Anaheim, California, which ended two days ago. But we were, we were live when we were recording it into microphones. Now, if you're not familiar with NAM, that's the National Association of Music Merchants. And they host the largest annual trade show for music merchandisers, which means people who make musical instruments, uh, computer recording equipment, anything that is used to perform, record, or otherwise manipulate music is there on display, and you can play with it. So Rich went to Neil and Michael's Metal Metal Jam Jam again. This time, Ram's Nam Metal Metal Jam Jam, because it's Rage Against Multiple Sclerosis, which is super important, but makes the name even funnier. Then we all saw Ingve Malmsteen at the Observatory, and then we also talk about some of the highlights of things we actually saw on the show floor, various brands of guitars and keyboards and synthesizers and all kinds of things, so... And if you make it to the end, you get to hear about our new Pantera tribute band, Cowboys in Hell. That's sweet. Dude. It's that's smooth. That's over. Oh, it's Jazz Wolf. Oh, Jesus. It's taking, oh, this is not the Jazz Wolf. I'm taking you on a voyage, ja- baby. Return Every episode. Jazz Wolf. It's the Jazz Wolf episode. Every and this is going to get posted before every, Jazz Wolf. It's return, <laughs> return to Jazz Wolf. Return, return of the Jazz Wolf. That's right. You and I and Jazz Wolf. So we're we're live from Nam, from the tallest building in Anaheim, from California. The <laughs> from the second floor of the tallest <laughs> building in Anaheim, California. Hey, details. Yeah. Uh, so, it's view adjacent. Is this the, is this, uh, well, it's my first mobile episode. I guess yeah. you had another. No, I've done a, a You had one. other ones. Yeah. This is the third one. If my voice sounds extra sultry, it's because I'm, I'm using a blue microphone instead of my, <laughs> instead of my SM7, <laughs> instead of my broadcast mic. Ladies. Ladies. Cool. So, uh. What's what name? Well, exciting I, from Nam. I mean, well, there's a bunch of stuff. I can talk about the metal jam. Also, oh yeah, yeah. So, so also, <laughs> I can I can also tell my flight story. Oh yeah, you didn't people, even. I didn't even finish it. It's thing. so bad. Yeah, yeah, I should tell the story. Okay, so so I flew standby to get here. So I left New York, uh, JFK. It's a six fifteen a.m. flight. And I was I was like eighth on the standby list, and then as we got closer and closer to boarding, I was eleventh, and I'm like oh, I'm not getting on this flight. And then they called my name, so I'm like okay, sweet. So I go up to the counter, and the woman's like, oh, I'm sorry, like you know, it's it's a middle seat, and I'm like, that look, any seat is okay, you know. I just I just want to go to California and fly in standby. So we sit down, and it's I'm like next to some pretty normal dude. And then one of the last people to get on this plane is this woman, who's in our window seat. I'm like, okay. And she, 
has like a bunch of bags with her and she sits down and she gets out the sandwich she eats the sandwich and like i'm not sure if it's the sandwich that smells or she smells and then she finishes the sandwich when the smell doesn't go away and then she gets out like uh, uh some like bread rolls and eats those then the flight attendants come by you know with the drink service and she orders like a couple things and she wants her coffee with like some really specific stuff whatever and then they give it to her and the and she's like oh does um can i get like such and such cream like what i don't drink coffee so i don't know any of this crap and the flight attendant's like you mean the stuff i just handed you <laughs> Like the flight, <laughs> like like this is the like In the face. The flight attendants already know, they're they're already like the, okay. This is the problem child on this yeah. flight. So it should be noted this was so this was Tuesday morning, like it says the six fifteen a.m. flight, but Monday was MLK day, so this was basically the Monday morning crew. They were all just everybody's flying on Tuesday. So like everyone else on this plane is like a suit. Who needs to be in LA before noon and they're all like asleep. And this woman, you know, is already causing trouble. So then, so the dude on the end, he's, a, he's asleep. And, um, and she's like, she's like going, you know, I need to get up. So I'm like, well, okay. But I like, I don't want to go over the sleeping dude, but apparently she has no problem going over sleeping dude. Which means, so then she's also going to go over me. So that's awkward as hell. And she does that and she gets out. And then she comes back and does this thing. Okay, so then she sits down and like rummages through all of her bags. She was like a little kid who like couldn't sit still. She's going through all of her stuff. I'm just like, what are you doing? Um, She tried to talk to me, but like I... But I like I could tell this was gonna happen, so I'd already put in my earbuds and just ignored her, like no one's talking to me, and she stopped, and that was fine. And she kept fiddling with the air conditioning and with the lights, and I'm just like, just sit still. She's going through all these bags, and I have no idea why she's going through all these bags. And then she gets out more food, and I'm like, okay, that's why she's been going through all these bags. So she eats something else, which I don't even remember what it was now. Normally, I'm asleep on a plane but it's the middle seat and i don't know what's going on here and i'm just like i'm just gonna watch a movie like whatever so i start watching a movie on my tablet and then she gets out this other bag and i don't even know what it is and i sorry i don't know what the term because like shucking is what you do with corn right where you like take the take this skin off so she's got these things and whatever they are they're dried something and she's like taking them apart and filling up one of the airline drink cups with seeds Ugh. like that are in these things. And I'm like, okay, first Wait, of all. Wait, so she eating the shells and no, leaving the no, seed? No, no, she's like, she's just creating a pile of trash. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, first of all, what made you think this was a good idea? <laughs> Second of all, why did you decide that right now on this plane flight, when you're sitting next to someone you don't know is the time to do whatever the hell it is you're doing. So she's just getting this crap like everywhere. And um, 
And so eventually at some point she's like, oh, so it's like all over her too. And she's making like no effort to clean herself up. So at some point she asks the flight attendants like for like a bag to, she's like, well, for all this garbage. And so they give her like a barf bag. So then she's trying to like, what she, cause she's been doing this on the, on the seat back tray table. She's like trying to clean this crap up. And it's and she's just like trying to wipe it into the the tiny opening of the bar pack, and she's just getting like seeds and crap all over me, and I'm just like, oh, what what is what is going on? So so she makes this total mess, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. So then after, this is like a six hour flight because it's all the way across the country, and so eventually I'm just like so tired. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like my movie's over. I'm gonna go to sleep. So I close my eyes, and like a couple minutes later, I can't go to sleep because she proceeds to have a coughing fit. And I'm like, is that from doing whatever the hell you're doing? Because that's fantastic comeuppance if it weren't for the fact that I'm sitting next to you while you're having this coughing fit, and you don't cover your mouth. Because again, she's like a small child. Gross. She can't sit still, doesn't cover her mouth. So we're just like, oh, God. Okay, so then that goes on for, like, 20 minutes, half like half an hour. I don't know. I lost track because she's just coughing the whole time. So finally she decides to get up. So she, you know, gets up again, and that's awkward as hell. And uh, But now the dude next to me is awake, and the guy sitting across from us on the aisle is like, are you guys okay? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, do you need me to call someone? I'm like, there's no one what to call. Do? In the sky, only the air marshal can hear you scream. Right. Is there an air marshal right. to like tell this? this well, lady? it's a tr- it was a cross country flight. I'm sure there yeah. was one. He'll pray for you. <laughs> no, and so we're. I'm like this. I'm like this is the worst person I've ever sat next to on a plane, and they're all like, oh man, like yeah, this is like pretty bad. So when she, so she like. She comes back, and I'm like, what are those? Because that was, the like, the least confrontational way I could think of to say, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> yeah. and why are you doing that on a plane? And she's like, oh, it's red pepper, and um, I the, oh, I'm, this is so bad. She's like, you know, uh, I got it in Phoenix, or, like, something. She's like, and I've just had it for so long, like a year. And I'm like, have you been carrying this around in your bag the whole time, like, but, like the whole thing made no sense. I was like, "You are a crazy person," but but she we were in coach, so I wasn't like. It's not like you're one of those like so entitled that you're out of touch with reality. She, yeah. you're just clueless. Yeah. You're just you're just an idiot. Yeah. And so, uh, so eventually she gets done with that crap, and now thankfully she's not coughing anymore. Okay, so then. So drink service, because, again, it's a six-hour flight, so there's second drink service. So second drink service comes, and, um, you know, the the way they do it is, like, there's two people to the cart, and, like, the one person, you know, they're not on the same aisle at the same time, but they take sides, or else you would then ask the, the same rows twice when you get to think. So the guy who's in the lead asks our side like you know what do you want and she's like she's like um can i get some pringles and i don't know if they were actually out of pringles or they were just like fuck this woman because they'd already had enough of her yeah 
and and they and he was like, no, we don't have any Pringles, and. And been like, yeah, because that's what you need. Chips. It chips is what you need right now to make more of yeah, a mess. Make, right, make right. more of a mess, more noise. Like, right. It, well, and so, but <laughs> she's most annoying food she was you like, can give me. But she decided she needed to be as annoying as possible. Right. And she was like, oh, oh can you like check in the front or whatever? Uh, and he's like, what? sure, I can like uh, not do my job for a second. So he's like, oh, yeah, no, I checked the computer all out or whatever. He told her. <laughs> no, she's like, um, well, can no. I get. Um, could I just get like the kettle chips then? And he's like, "No, we don't. We don't have those." And she's like, "Well, they're on the menu." He's like, "No, if you in the afternoon when there's sandwich service, those come with the sandwich. Like, there's I can't even if we ha- we don't have any, but even if I had any, you can't just have the chi- it, they they're packaged with the sandwiches." And she's like. It's just they're in your menu. And I'm like, you know, you complaining about it isn't going to, like, make them <laughs> suddenly, like, have <laughs> chips like a restaurant? on this flying metal <laughs> tube right. that is 36,000 feet in the air that everyone else is very well behaved on with one very notable exception. <laughs> okay, okay. So then, so then, like, that... That's the end of his conversation with her. And then, like, I order, you know, like, a, I'm like, just give me water. Okay, so then the cart moves. And so then the woman who's at the other end of the cart is now lined up with our row. And she's not talking to us because we've already been talked to. And it's, you know, she's talking to these other people. And the woman's just like, um, can I get a – and I don't remember what she got, but it was two things. And, and like – the woman was so polite to her, but you could tell she was like, I, it's tearing me up inside to be polite to you right now yeah. because everyone hates you. And so, so she gets her crap. And then the whole thing about the chips becomes a mystery when she pulls out another bag with another sandwich in it. <laughs> Fuck. I, I'm like, How big is this lady? I mean, for New York, like, kind of big. So she's like Jabba the Hutt. No, she, no. It, for she's New, not Midwest. For New York. Yeah, no, New York. For New York. Is... And, but, and, Sorry. And so I'm just like, okay, you wait for six hours. Like, for six <laughs> hours, you wait on a, on a, on a cross-country flight. Wow. Like, like, I feel like this should have been some sort of challenge. You know, fight like that. Someone puts like, you up. Were to you work. trying to set a record of some yeah, kind? Right, uh, and it was. I mean, it was just. It was just awful. And I feel like there was more after, like that. I'm forgetting, but I've yeah. now suppressed. <laughs> right. Because I just there was. I'd come to my breaking point. Yeah. And uh, I feel like she did something obnoxious on during the approach, but I can't. I can't recall it now. But we were just so glad to get off that plane and get away from her. It was awful. But I made it, um, and then I went to uh, Marina Del Rey, the the epicenter of Yacht Rock, <laughs> and searched yes. for Coco's Boathouse, which I did not. Uh, well, I found I found a couple of smooth boathouses, but most notably, I found a uh, local, um, like I don't know what you would call it, but like just one of the local free papers, and it was called the Argonaut. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sweet. <laughs> it was pretty pretty smooth paper. <laughs> Okay, so the reason I put up with all this crap and you guys weren't on my flight uh, was, and this was all on Tuesday, 
we be, was because the Neil and Michael's Metal Metal Jam Jam yes. that's hosted by Michelangelo <laughs> Badio. For more background, see our previous yeah, if you listen episode to the to our previous to our true summer Nam. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of the Nam- first episodes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Namness in July. Yeah, true which which I'm sure is Nam. also the one that confused the most people as to what the fuck it was about. And sweet, and also like who cares about last winter's Nam in like August when we recorded it? But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we had George Lynch content. Right. So no, it was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if anybody else knows that. <laughs> that was the episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so okay, so yeah, Neil and Michael's metal metal jam jam, um, at the slide bar in Fullerton was on Tuesday this year. So I came down. So it, it's so bad that it has to keep moving further away. <laughs> from like, the festival. We, we know that you're clear about it not being official. It's being disassociated. Yeah, but they're like, but, you but it's on further distance. Wednesday's yeah. a little too close still. Like, people might be confused but about how official it is. We need to move it further away. I just want to applaud your commitment to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I'm really impressed with you to it was, go it was the also my to come out. And it was also my commitment to 75 degree weather. And your commitment to not paying for a, a plane ticket, if possible. Yeah, standby is a good way to fly. Yeah. Um, but that flight pretty much motivated me to never fly coach ever again. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but no, so I go, uh, so I show up, I go to the show, and I get there, and like my plan was to go to go eat, but I got I had the Uber drop me off at the venue because there's a whole bunch of places to eat right there. And uh, Michelangelo is sound checking with a backing track. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to get backing track shred. <laughs> and and so I go eat. And it was funny because you forget like that you're in L.A. Because there's like so many like metal looking people. And I'm like, oh, are they all going to the show? And not one of them was at the... They were all just like... They were just getting tacos. Because like, it was Taco Tuesday. And they're like... They're looking no, for I'm kettle ser- chips. <laughs> <laughs> and and Pringles. And Pringles. Yeah. Pringles. I'm not at Taco Tuesday. They're all tortilla chips. Um, yeah, so anyway. So all these all these metal-looking kids, did, none of them went to the metal jam. All right, so then I go to the metal jam... And uh, so the, it was a mix. There was actually some really cool stuff. So the format was the same as last year, which was like, okay, a bunch of people are going to show up and, like, everyone plays three songs. Like, so it's an amalgamation of, like, quote-unquote super groupishness with, like, a bunch of random people. And then, like, um, Immortal Guardian, who played last year, is this power metal band. They played a three-song set. The same thing where they're the only, like, band who just came up and played original songs? Or Yes. Uh, I was about to stop you, but then you said you used the qualifier original. Right. Last because last year we were like, what are you... Well, like, because... This is a different thing than the rest of the show. Because there was another full band that played, but they were a Black Sabbath cover band <laughs> called Black Sabbath Attack. Uh. And they were actually really good, but... Okay, hold on. I gotta get my notes. My phone is plugged in because it's dead from being at the show all day. But I need to get my notes because there, I, I. So you really don't need another Black Sabbath tribute either with the, uh, with the Schechter <laughs> show we're we're missing tonight. Zach Wildy with yeah Wildy. Zach Zach Sabbath Zach Sabbath for with Zach Wildy and I know I know it's not actually Wildy but this e kid I went effort. to school with would say it that way now I can't I can never unsay it because <laughs> it's too Wildy. hilarious to me. Um, okay, I so just went with J- Zach Mild. 
<laughs> no, Zach yeah. Miles Zach my, is my yacht metal. Yacht yeah. guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yacht metal name. Um, okay, so the the first grouping was like was pretty good. I have no idea who this woman was that was singing, but she she gets up there and she goes, "You know it's metal when you bust a miniskirt." I think she like tore her leather, <laughs> but I don't think like it wasn't like obvious. It, it was probably just like at the waist or something. Was um, it like a busting out situation or no? This that's is what just I'm saying. A wardrobe like I no like nothing. I couldn't even tell that there was a problem. So she okay. probably just like this is a small rip. But they played like they I they played three songs. They played Barracuda. I don't remember what the next song they played was. And then they then they like they're like oh we're gonna bring up I think they said Francesco from Evanescence, but I don't know who's in Evanescence and I didn't look this up. Yeah. Because it's Jimmy, but anyway, so I only he comes know the up. Name of one dude, and then they it. played that one Evanescent song mm. that everyone knows, or like their hit. Right. I don't remember the one what with it's the called. like the random rapper dude on it. Um, but the thing was, she, like, she did a good job on the first two songs. Totally train wrecked on this Evanescent song, mm. and and she, and she was just like hammering these notes, and she was super out. And then they ended the song on the on her hammering some. But note. she was committed. Yeah, she was very committed. <laughs> She's committed to doing it. Wrong. She gets an A for That's effort. Awesome. And then it, and she then gets it, an E for extra effort. Yeah, Zach Wildy. Wildy. That wild, She got that wild E. E's are wild. Okay. Right. E's are wild. Okay, on, so then on Tuesdays. So she ends on this horrible Taco, Taco Tuesday. She ends on this horrible note, and then Black Sabbath attack come up, and. When they were sound checking, like there's all there's this crackling when the, it like it it kind of sounded like or it didn't sound like clipping, but it happened when you would expect it to clip. Hmm. So I don't know, it was weird, but on the lead vocal, and then he gets up there and he goes, "We are Black Sabbath, tech, which means you're gonna hear some Black Sabbath." And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> and then they played they played into the void, which they were actually really good. Like that I they I super enjoyed them playing. And they dip, they start playing into the void and I'm like, "All right, this is really good." And then it's like, "Yeah, that clipping from Soundcheck, it didn't magically disappear when you did nothing and then <laughs> and then the full band all played at the same time." Which is funny so, because uh you know what Soundcheck's for is uh <laughs> It's not just to be like, what's this going to sound like later? Oh, that's too bad. Oh, well. Yeah, I think they let's really, start. He was not as committed as the singer. But as I think no one cared. I think no one cared about this gig. Yeah. Um, he's he's well, waiting for Wednesday. It was on Tuesday. It was so on, like, yeah, it was on a Tuesday. How was it? Was, was the crowd compared to last year? Was it less people? Or was it about the same? It was year? about the same. I think there was a little less. And to be fair, it wasn't exactly packed last year. Right. No, that's why I'm saying yeah. like you could freely walk around. Yeah. But I think there was a li- it was a little less. But I actually saw some people who were there last mm. year. But yeah, I like, would be surprised if a lot of the same people. But like none of our friends that went last year were there. Right. Even though some of them were in town. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> like I, two, two of the three people we knew at the show last year. Yeah. We're in town and they didn't go. Unlike the words but, in the name, well, you only need one metal metal change. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 Ben in Ben's defense, he was sick. Um, okay, so then so then after they play into the void, he get, he the singer's banner for the next song is he goes, "Who's drinking wine here?" And like like again, there's not a lot of people there. No one says anything or raises their hand. He goes, 
no well i was and we're like all right that's that great good to know <laughs> um and then he proceeded to play the tambourine and then for their next song he, they were like plug in their next gig and he's like, yeah, we're playing some gig with Vinny Apice on drums. And I was like, I don't, does that mean like you guys are way up or he's way down? Because I had no idea who any of these guys were. I mean, I just like, maybe they're from something, but. Vinny Apice was. In, no, that's what I'm saying. Vinny's yeah. a big deal. Oh, but I'm but saying, why is he playing right. with these guys? Right, right. Like, so I'm like, I don't know. Okay, so then Immortal Guardian played and they, and they, it was the same deal as last year. And they did the thing where the one guy plays the guitar and keyboard at the same time where he plays legato with his, his left hand and, and he plays keys with his right yeah. hand and it looks super cool but you're like but if you had just had two people it would sound exactly the same um so then there was this band yolanda and the stolen boys because yolanda told um she was like well, I stole so and so from this band, and then so and so from this band, and so and so from this band, and like, but that was like her other band. But then, like, she needed a name for this band. So it's not like some kind of weird Ambler Alert theme, <laughs> like <laughs> Stolen Boys. No, they they came of their own volition. They were just seen seen stolen. But or, the, or were they just fired from other bands? Well, no. Well, the one guy, he was from a band that didn't exist it anymore. Been Yolanda and the Leftovers. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. No. Way better name. <laughs> yeah. No, way but, better. No, but you're exactly right because the one guy, like, they always tell like whatever people's like good credit is, right? They're like, oh, you played with so and so, you played with so and so. They're like, he played in Methods hey. of Mayhem, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> who? The, right, well, Tommy Lee's like oh, crappy, yeah. crappy, ba- and I'm like. If I played Methods Mayhem, I don't think I would admit that to anyone. Yeah. So I'm like, that's his only credit or something. Right, that's the only reason to admit that. So, right, so now, keep in mind, during all of this, there's more crackling on the lead vocal mic because at no point great, did they great. fix that. Um, okay, so then, in a very strange turn of events, Todd Morse from The Offspring gets up to sing. Is he the, he's the singer? No. Oh, he's not the singer. No, I don't think so. He's from the Offspring, but he's not the singer. I, I mean, he did. He certainly did not look, and he did not sound like the guy. Now, admittedly, I have not seen or heard that dude in. But that 15 dude has a pretty years. distinct voice, like, right? You that's would what I'm probably, saying. Yeah, you would, which is I why like I'm like this. I don't and, think this guy. I mean, was I the haven't singer. heard him either, but I don't. I wouldn't guess that his voice had radically well, changed. Right, and he, but here's the thing. So this this guy, he actually sounded really great, and they played um they played Man in the Box, the Allison Chains. That was awesome. And then um, I think he was drinking in O'Doul's. I just noticed that because I thought it was funny. Uh, and then they played um, Vaseline, the Stone Temple Pilots mm. song. This was like the least metal part. And that yeah. because and then they played um, they played Mother. <laughs> uh, awesome. I like all three of those songs. Uh, yeah. No, they and Mother was kind of shaky because they yeah. never played like these that those they like swapped out. Another drummer came on. Like and they'd never all played together before, but like whatever, it was fine yeah. for bar a benefit bar jam. It should be pointed out that it was the Rams Nam Metal Metal Jam Jam because oh, yeah. it was Rock Against MS. Yeah, this was the first year it was Rock Against MS. That's cool. Um, yeah, so the money was going to something cool. Um, oh, during Mother though, he actually pulled the whole clip 
off the mic stand and he was like smooth and he was like i'm too busy being in the middle of the song to figure out how to like re- in the but one of the stagehands ran over and looked at it like how did you pull the he's like i can't help you because you have the clip um okay so then oh okay then the next band was lisa foreman i don't know if it was lisa foreman and the hot shots or lisa foreman's hot shots or whatever and i have no idea who these people were and somebody, I heard somebody in the crowd be like, yeah, yeah, this is the new, like, um, like Johnny Lang wannabe, like, blues kid or whatever. And that was the dude I pointed out on the show floor. He had this, like, he had, like, he, it seemed like he spent a lot more time on his physical appearance than he did on his guitar playing. Because he had, he had a very expensive looking Petrucci, like it might have been like one of the Ball Family Reserve ones mm. or whatever, because like the neck was like totally figured maple, whatever. Um, and they were bad. They were by far the low point of the night. Well, <laughs> actually, that's debatable because I got to tell a story in a minute. Doesn't sound very metal. Well, and they they um, first first they opened up with a really bad. Um, uh, Led Zeppelin cover. I think they played Cashmere. I can't remember because I kind of blocked it out of my mind. And I've <laughs> been hearing music in public places for nonstop for a week now. I think they played Cashmere, and that was bad. But then they told this kid absolutely train wrecked the intro to Sweet Child of Mine. Nice. And but then like once the full band kicked in, it like didn't get any better. <laughs> like Aww. it was just. Oh, it was a total unmitigated like a kid, though. disaster. Yeah, he was like nineteen. Yeah, like, um, it was it was a total total disaster. Okay, so then, um, I think was was Michelangelo, and he first he gets up there, and he and it's backing track shred. So he plays, um, uh, what is it? No limits. It's if you've seen the instructional video. Mm. The classic speed kills. Speed kills. Yeah. The yes. classic Michelangelo instructional video. He um, it's that song. It's that first song. All right. So like, whatever. If you go see Michelangelo, um, you're expecting it. I you're mean, expecting. He plays the hits. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you kind of know what you're in for, yeah. but it, but <laughs> the hits being this sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If we do it at the same time, we can approximate the speed. <laughs> and, and the sound of the two-neck guitar. <laughs> um, he was noticeably worse than last year. I took a, I took a full video of it, nice. um, which I, I, I guess I should have shown you guys before we started doing this so you could comment on it. It's, it's bad. It's bad. So he played that, and it was bad. Um, and again, in part because I know the song because I've seen the instructional yeah. video. And then, but the next song he played, Rainforest. I have no idea what this is, but it was also backing track shred. So then, after he plays the backing tracks, he gives some speech about like how he, his 2016 is already totally booked. He's like, December's booked because I play in so many configurations. And you're like, uh,. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like, do these gigs pay or are they just booked? Like, I was. It's booked. Are they it's more booked. benefits like this one? <laughs> yeah. or like, are they more like two song appearances? So, so it's for his benefit. <laughs> for his benefit. So they for the benefit of his ego. Yeah. So yeah. then they get the full band up there and with Neil from Racer X, the singer from Racer X, and I don't know what they played. Like 
because like last year they played Crazy Train. Like everyone, yeah. I don't know what the songs were, but after two, I had enough. I was like, I can't take any more of this because because they had like seven people on stage. It was one of the seals. There's like. First of all, Michael Michelangelo plays enough notes for two guitar players, yeah. and they had three guitar players. So there's like four <laughs> guitar players, the bass player, drummer, and then Neil singing. And I was just like, I gotta go. <laughs> and so, so I left, and that was that was that was great. Tuesday. That was Tuesday. That was that was out of control. Um, did anything happen on Wednesday? What did I do on Wednesday? I don't know. I was in uh, New York. Yeah, we weren't here yet. Um, I feel like, where did I stay? That'll jog my memory. Oh, I stayed over here. Yeah, I know you posted something from Anaheim. Uh, was it a picture of Roscoe's chicken and waffles? Yes. Which is valet only. I thought that was yesterday. You it was. That. Oh. <laughs> I did I post that I yesterday. A picture, picture I, just wanted to, I just wanted to work that in. Yeah. I think Wednesday was Coco's. He did post a picture of Coco's yeah. on Wednesday. Um, I, man, what did I do on Wednesday? I don't even remember. I was too busy packing. I think it was not something sleeping. not significant. Because I, I came over to... I came over to Anaheim proper. I came like I, I checked in the hotel over here, and I, I just totally don't remember. I think I just went and ate. Yeah, I just went and ate a, a huge rack of really terrible ribs or very mediocre ribs. That's what I did at, at Coco's? Coco's. No, no, <laughs> at, at this bar, at this bar, <laughs> I forget what it's called. Some crappy barbecue joint um, that had a gluten free menu. Um, yeah, so that was that, so that I could check into the the show in our hotel Thursday super early. Yeah, so then that yeah, so then that's when that's when true namness began. Sweet. So uh so Eric and I uh had super, super early Thursday flights. Yeah. And uh like basically both didn't sleep and then like we had to also do a, a layover in Chicago, though it wasn't really bad. Like it was timed yeah. pretty much perfectly, yeah, so we we didn't have to wait around or anything, and we didn't have to like worry about missing it or anything. Uh, Ton of people on our Chicago flight, yeah, coming to Nam. So yeah, was oh too bad Michael Michelangelo was already there. <laughs> yeah, since he was on my Chicago <laughs> flight last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we get in on Thursday, and we're just super tired and. Uh, well, one of the first things that happened on Thursday was uh, we ate lunch. Yeah. And uh, and we're standing in line, and Eric goes, wait. Oh, so we knew there was an Ingve show. We knew there was an Ingve show oh, later. Oh, yes. And, yes. But, but it was 30 bucks. And we I were wasn't like, going to pay 30 yeah, bucks. Right. Well, we I, saw I was ready so, to pay 30 bucks, okay, but I, I wanted to know if there was something better to go right. to. Yes. If there was nothing else, I probably would have you know, coughed it up. But my thing was, I saw him like I want to say a year ago, but it was probably more like two or three, and it just, you know, it was in, it was enough Ingve for like a the rest of my life. Yeah, I was yeah. it was like you know first and last kind of deal. Like you know, I haven't seen Ingve yet live, so let's get that out of the way, and then I won't have to do it again. Because <laughs> you never know, he might die tomorrow, <laughs> right. and you and, missed and, your chance. And just like like your reaction this time, I was expecting him to still be super fat, and then yeah. he wasn't, and I was. Hey, you're because jumping I, ahead, man. I was ahead. well. You, okay, you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. So, uh, so right. we're go, so anyway. we so, go. We well, go to so get lunch. We're, we're going to eat somewhere. We don't want to pay thirty bucks for Ingve, but we'll see. Maybe we will. 
And while we're waiting online for food, well, yes. we we almost didn't get get this opportunity well, right, like, because like you were gonna no, eat somewhere. It's like we need to eat somewhere better. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, my and luck kicked kicked in well, as usual. Right, but we're standing in line, and Eric goes, "Did that guy just say?" free Ingve tickets yeah or no no you go did that guy just say he had Ingve tickets yeah and i was like what no i was like who are you talking about you're like that guy and and so i go over to him and i'm i was i was prepared to hustle this guy but then it looked like he was just handing them out and he had this gigantic stack and and so i didn't even ask about the price i go hey um can i get like four or like five tickets if you got them and he's like Here's six. <laughs> and they said, you didn't think he would get rid of them all. Well, and they said yeah. they said comp on yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And so now instantly we just got $180 out of <laughs> tickets because lunch timing and Eric's astuteness. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, did anything happen on Thursday before that? Or I feel like I'm you guys think, were just we actually, like, we need a nap. We, we only had um, like, I want to say at most two and a half hours at the show because we went we went to the show for like maybe an hour and then we were like we need to get lunch right. and then we went back for a little bit but i don't know i was so tired like i can't yeah. re- i'm trying to like remember well, and my memory take, is being like half a nap? Yeah. yeah well we walked around and talked to a bunch of people but we i don't took, think we saw we took a nap anything. after the show before going to ingve right that's so what, yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying but i don't remember what i did at the show because i was so tired so at, Oh, I, I just remember at, at the at Nam. At the Nam. I, I remember yeah. at, just at at on the show floor, just like being tired. I mean, I know I went and looked at. I didn't even really stop. It. I just walked by comparison. Like, yep, there's the booth. Oh, we walked Hall E actually. Yes. We actually walked the entire Hall. Oh yeah, e you guys went and did that while I met quickly. up with, with my yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, but that was useful because it showed me Lundgren wasn't there and that there was not much else I cared about on that floor. But um, yeah. Maybe we oh, did a there's so bit much comedy on that floor. Not as much as last year, though. Uh, like, it didn't seem... Oh, yeah, last there were, year was, like, too many strings right. central. Every, yeah, there was tons of too many strings, both down there and on the other floors. And this year, it seemed this like year, that died off a this little This year bit. is Bob Audio, though. Well, that's true. So, more than that, big in Japan. So, if, there's, if there's one thing you need to know about Nam this year, this is the year of the ukulele. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, the, there's the, a the ukes were out in force. And the whole yeah. was just lousy with them. The ukes of Hazard. <laughs> They were I everywhere. Mean, they were shred ukes. Right, right. They were Dean, base ukes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dean yeah. had a dime, like a star, like a dime bag uke. They had like really? a couple, yeah. No oh, way. Yeah. Why didn't you? You haven't mentioned this. Oh, I thought I, I did. No. I oh. why, do you have pic- Did you take pictures at least? Uh, I don't think so. No, I only <laughs> took a picture of the, the F- most... of the Eiffel guitar. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> my, my favorite <laughs> are, <laughs> the, uh, are the uke uh, bases. Where uh, you know you could use oh, right, the rubber the, hose oh, to tie so, off and shoot up with. So like Sam Ash, <laughs> if yeah, you get so really <laughs> sick of playing the uke. Sam Ash uh, <laughs> carries these U bases, which all of those are are based on, as far as I know. Because before anybody else had those, there were these. It was this brand that just made like that's all that we sold from them at Sam Ash was U bases, and they're basically like miniature, like uke sized bases with these fat rubbery strings. But those ones where they were black, they don't sound good. No, although actually, no, no, actually, the U bass ones Do. sound surprisingly good plugged in. Huh. They actually, yeah, like people, I was really surprised because yeah, they they look like so like like toys, you but plug you plugged them in, them in and they actually sounded kind of <laughs> decent. Like, uh, but the ones at Nam had these like like surgical like you know yellowish colored strings instead, so they just look like surgical tubing, and sort of yeah. like if you don't like how it sounds, you can tie off with it. So so but. the typical rule with with 
you know, music gear is how much dope can I get for this? <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the case of these, it's how much dope can I shoot with this? <laughs> right, right. With you, you're cutting out the step of going to the pawn shop. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're, just, you're just doing it you Just right disassemble there. it. Use the wood to start a fire to cook it. Yeah, but no, there, <laughs> there's, there's a million ukes and like all kinds of people ha- like that make other stuff had well there were uke booths yeah like the the kala ukes and like all these uh, and then but then like everyone had ukes like uh you know like dean first like you yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't expect going to dean like oh yeah well while we're there i'll check out their ukuleles <laughs> i'm sure somebody on i'll find a picture of that online and, and steal it yeah somebody's gotta have a picture the of that dime, the only, dime only it'll be somebody who's like whoa coolest uke ever bro except that's probably what i would have written like sarcastically <laughs> No, no, I would have. I have a cousin with a collection of like 40 something ukuleles. Oh, I thought you were going to say totally dime bag like, guitars. No, I would have. <laughs> and he's been on this He's been on this train for like 15 years. He's like. Is he Hawaiian? No. See, because when I was at UW, like a, a bunch of the Hawaiians had, had ukuleles, but that's like the instrument of their heritage. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't There was that one uke, that tiny one. It was the five. It was a five thousand dollar uke. It was the smallest oh, yeah. one these people had. But Martin, the Koa, yeah, the Martin Koa flame was sick. Like <laughs> it was an amazing looking ukulele. But I could Entirely not. too much. Money. I could not discern five thousand dollars worth of tone. Right. Yeah, because it still sounded like a ukulele, <laughs> which inherently sound like like toys. Uh. <laughs> So okay, so, so we went we to Ingve, and he, I like, I know, I knew he was gonna have a wall of amps because he he had one in New York, but it was still that's like his thing. such a big wall well, of there, fucking amps. There's two points about the wall of amps. Yeah. One is that it was 26 heads to only 12 cabs. <laughs> yeah. So even if the cabs were stereo, that's still too many heads. So at right at that point. You know it's for show. Spares, dude. The, the he needs oh spares. yeah, because he's yeah. gonna blow four heads. Al- he also may. though, like the the it's way a lot of rock to contain, <laughs> and you're gonna <laughs> it's, and the it's volume the is going to drop yeah, so precipitously he may, when he five may, percent that of the amps that was going bias so, them all instantly <laughs> with so the like, shredding <laughs> ability. The tubes will just <laughs> rattle <right>. loose. <laughs> The the other weird thing about it is because of the the weird like disproportionate number of heads to cabs, they were stacked really weird. Like there was like one stack that was like mostly heads. Yeah, no, so it goes like this is how it went. It went full stack with a bunch of heads, half stack with way more heads heads. that go above everything else. Then it was full stack, full stack, full stack with three heads on each. Half stack. That was the order. And the last half stack actually didn't fit. Like on the back line, it was, it was like, like on the, the wing. Right. It was on the yeah. wing, front wing of the stage, which is funny some chick because in the on face. the ex- if it were plugged in on the other side which of the it stage, it certainly wasn't. Which is funny because uh, the stack took up about three quarters of the stage, and right. the other quarter of the stage was the rest of the right. band. Right, that was my point. Yeah, they had to shoehorn the yes. drum set was, in there. Right, it was drums, the bass player in front of the drummer, and the keyboardist slash vocalist in front of the bass player. So like they're like like single <laughs> bass file. Quit working mid set, <laughs> right. mind you. Oh, I didn't notice for because it's Ingve for a whole song. Yeah. He's like running around in they're a like, panic. Is there yeah. a ba- is there a bass? Yeah, line? I know, it's Ingve, so I just yeah. Like, they're like as long as the shred doesn't cut out, <laughs> I'm right. okay. No, right. So, right. So, Ingve has seventy-five percent of the stage. So, the remaining fifteen percent of the stage 
Oh, I'm sorry. 25% of the stage. It was probably more like 80-20. Yeah, is is amongst these three guys. So they each had somewhere between like five and 10% of the stage. And not only that, like this, this is a venue that had two different shows going on at once, right? Oh yeah, and, what was and, the other uh, show? Tijuana Panthers. Panthers. Okay, Panthers. Well, <laughs> so Ingve had like seventy five percent of the venue, and all these tickets were comped, and it wasn't sold out. And this other show was, was sold out, sold overflowing with kids but, and tons of people out in the parking lot, well, desperate but, to get in. Yeah, but here's the deal: Ingve may gross more money because. Yeah. How many Soul of those flicker. kids could purchase liquor? Also, the room Ingve was <laughs> bigger. Yeah, the Ingve room was bigger, and and um, I accidentally bought a beer at that bar. So oh yeah, at the I probably bar. like up their till. Well, yeah, uh, dramatically. Well, no, because in the back bar, um, I, too, I got actually. a I got a very stiff uh, vodka soda for seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the second one was also seven dollars. Props, also very stiff. Props to the observatory for uh, not watering down the drinks. Oh and yeah, having right. no, prices. they were they were super stiff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Ingve <laughs> himself was like all the comedy you would expect from Ingve, including Just not fat. non nonstop super shred, um, nonstop harmonic minor, unlimited. Unlimited uh, high kicks. Chorus girl. So many chorus kicks. girl I mean, yeah. type kicks. I wouldn't have called them high kicks. Well, <laughs> they, he, they he's were not high exactly in his a rocket. They yeah. were high. Yeah. They were high energy. Yeah. yeah. And he did the thing where he kicked the. It's more of a Steven Seagal esque <laughs> kick than Mark, a, than a rocket <laughs> kick. Marked for donuts. That's right. Oh, how great would it be if Steven Seagal and Ingve did an album they, and a movie together? Well, no, because Steven Seagal's the guitar player in, in his band. Wait, what? He can play rhythm. <laughs> There's no rhythm playing <laughs> in Ingve. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's true. He, Yngwie, he's from the George other... Lynch school of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of guitar philosophy. <laughs> no, look. Uh, Steven Seagal, and, and it's not like he needs Steven Seagal's help getting gigs in Russia or something. <laughs> like, Ingve's Mr. is true Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide Shred. Move over, Pitbull. Ingve's right. knocking on the door. Uh, he thought Pitbull was a dog he could eat. Um, no, no, it, no, it was awesome. The, he, was ki- he was kicking those picks in the crowd. There was one roadie who's like his whole job. Was to replenish Put the more picks, picks on every on Ingve's yeah. mic stand every two songs, yeah. But the thing was, right? So he's got the wall of amps, right? Um, and they're clearly not plugged in. So my joke at the time was, I was like, it's totally like a rat pedal into a DI, and the DI ness of it was confirmed when he played, uh, like a he does the like nylon string shred halfway through the set, and it's clearly a DI. It was probably actually a Kemper. They probably modeled like whatever you know modded Marshall like he has that he really likes. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and he also did the '80s thing where you th- he was playing a wireless where you throw the guitar around you like a winger video yeah, like over your shoulder. Oh man, and he kept doing it. Yeah, he kept doing <laughs> all yeah, over and over. Oh, and there it was, was a little much. He also frequently, when he changed guitars, would take it off and throw it across the stage right to the, to the roadie. The, the, yeah, he, every in every guitar looked exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, like he, it was always. And they wait, were, let me switch. I out need this another Olympic, Olympic white strat, strat <laughs> for another Olympic stat. white strat. The only I'm gonna the, throw you this one. The only 
the only way that I I can justify this was because they were all exactly the same and all the songs are in E is is that like instead of like pausing the set to tune, yeah. he was just like just give me another one <laughs> and you tune <laughs> this one. Yeah. Like like so it may very well have only well, been two that, guitars. That's valid. Yeah. They could have yeah. ju- right, they could have just been swapping them back and forth. But it but he made sure you knew he was swapping guitars. He also emerged from a gigantic cloud of smoke. I forgot to point <laughs> oh, that yeah, out. The cloud so of smoke much, never really went away. Yeah. Smoke. smoke. Yeah. Yeah. This, was, a this difference. was nonstop smoke. Oh, yeah. oh, like, and oh, I'm sorry. The other <laughs> that reminds me. So the lights, they were all red and green, like it was the Christmas show. So it was really weird when he's playing Star Spangled Banner and they're like red flashing the red and green lights. And you're like, is this the red and green show? Yeah, I, I was not a fan. Yeah, and yeah, but so yeah. and it was weird because he's he's like shredding the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, he oh, also. There were I was not. I wasn't a fan of the the house engineer <laughs> <Wait>. either. <laughs> what, that was probably was smoking. Probably the smoking the worst sounding the drum board. set I've ever heard. Oh, oh yeah, the show. those drums sounded terrible. Horrible. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe Ingve tells him only put guitar in it and <laughs> don't put anything else in the PA. The whole rest so, of the band has to sound yeah, like Yeah, it, it was no, Dude, nobody's stealing his thunder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so when he was... I Not got, with that Tom sound. So no. I, I just realized I have notes. Um, when when he was playing Star Spangled Banner, Rich said, Jimi Hendrix died for this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, it's kind of weird, though, because he's like saluting like... Like America, it's like, dude, you're not really from America. But it's, so it's but he lives weird. here and he makes all his money yeah. here. And it's I, literally, I think, uh, it's literally a Hendrix thing. Weren't, right? yeah, weren't you guys Hendrix. telling me today when we saw Ingve? It would have been that, more uh, natural if he had Pitbull with him <laughs> because he's from Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't he see? Didn't he like get inspired to play? Right, right. So on the way here, oh, yeah. uh, I was listening. Yeah. I'll, when, when I'm done with it, I'll give a full book report on the podcast, <laughs> a full oral book report. Uh, but I've been listening to the. the okay, no. Let me let me just play. I tried to read Ingve's autobiography, but it's so badly written that I couldn't stand it. So I got the Audible version, <laughs> which I thought was read by him, but he just reads the intro. Which is funny, but it's good that he just reads the intro because then you realize like he mumbles a bunch plus his accent, so like you don't actually want to listen to him read the whole book. So then some other guy, but it's funny when you hear some other guy like reading his book in the first person, <laughs> and he's like a professional, you know, voiceover guy, and he's like, "So I saw Jimi Hendrix on TV," and, it, and he's like, "A lot of people have the name Ingve now, but they don't know what it means, and it means that I'm a Viking king." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Uh, he he, but he mentions that he saw Jimi Hendrix on TV burning his guitar, and that inspired him to play the guitar. He doesn't mention him playing it at <laughs> all. He just mentions he saw him burn it, which is <laughs> why he's the showman with those curse chorus right. girl kicks. He is and today. That's the stage when the fury always was has first to be unleashed. right, and the stage always has to be filled with smoke because. <laughs> Well, so then the smoke is almost like a paying homage, right? To it's like just imagine there's a guitar burning it's right like, now. Yeah. The burning is always with me when I play. Yes. <laughs> burning inside me, and and the red and green lights are to remind you that it's always Christmas right. when you're watching Ingrid Malmsteen. Right. Well, okay. So the other thing though is, so not only did he like add all the notes to the Star Spangled Banner, he also uh, added all the notes to the Albinoni Adagio. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a uh, particularly strange <laughs> addition, but whatever. Oh, he also insisted on singing a few on a few songs, and it was just as bad as it's. But at least been. I feel like they paced it well, where they did like 
a singing song and then a shred only song. Yeah, like they, they alternated them. So it didn't, you weren't like, I don't know, it didn't get too crazy. Also, the, the keyboardist slash vocalist had an iPad for lyrics and also <laughs> a MacBook, which I think it must have had some kind of track. That's for the sequences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy had a tough job. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in a band with Ingve. I mean, so he's, that's that he's, being on the he's road. Like, what, that's he's probably he's the like Ingve's like thirtieth vocalist or something. So Jesus, right? He's down to guys we don't know who they are anymore. Right? He's down to who guys who are like who need work. <laughs> guys who need work. Let's see what else. He got. Oh yeah, yeah. He had uh, at one point during one of the like uh, so after like an hour. They did like the fake show ending so he could do like a half hour encore or whatever. And when he came back out, like there was one part where they came back out and then it was basically like, okay, uh, everybody else, fuck off. I need to just like wank for 10 minutes, <laughs> right? And when he did that, he suddenly had this like 100% mixed delay, which basically means oh, that yeah, the, yeah. The, the, re- the repeated note is the same volume as the initial note. Yeah. So it just becomes this mess of like overlapping Right, because he didn't notes. do, he didn't do like, um, it wasn't like Nuno where he's doing the effect where he's harmonizing with himself right. delayed. No, no, no. It's just, 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 a, it's just a smattering <laughs> of notes. Yeah. That's like way too many. <laughs> it's extra metally. They're mostly in the same key because he's still just playing a harmonic minor scale, but... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, and then also there was one point where he was using Taurus pedals during that to play oh, like yeah. a big like... He was like, like take big, that Getty Lee. Yeah, yeah, totally like Getty do, Lee style. I can step on stuff too. Yeah. Here, let's play one big bass note and then over it. But it was like he hit like three notes. Yeah, and he then did he it like, like three it times and he was like, all right, that's like enough of that. He wrote a song with it. He, right. was like, he was like, you know what else is cool? <laughs> this thing. <laughs> me, all right, enough me, of that. Let me buy this. Take it on the road. But it didn't sound like there was the root, notes. though, either. They were just like right, random yeah. low right, notes. Random that's, that's because he's an artiste, and he gets those <laughs> tensions. He knows those jazz chords. He knows about the I jazz. I couldn't figure out the melody. Bob, he knows, the, he knows the, about the jazz. From the non-root of the bass. The jazz. It, you know, it's like in his instructional video, he has that section where he's like, they're like, Ingve is also a master of the blues. And he's like, no, no, I play the blues. And it's like the same thing. But it's a, uh, it's a pentatonic that, for some reason, has a sharp seven. Like, <laughs> so uh, when when Robert I saw him in, Johnson liked the sharp seven. When, when I saw him in New York, I, I don't know if he did this. We didn't. We left during the encore because we were like, you know, this would be we a good time to to beat, beat the, the rush. rush. Yeah, we need and, to get, get an Uber. Uber. Yeah. Uh, but in New York, the last song, the only time he sw- swapped out for a non-Olympic white strat was for like a cheap one he could smash. So um, at the last song, he's like, quick, give me another guitar so I can smash it. Did he set it on fire, though? No. Uh, you probably can't do that anymore yeah. after uh, Great White. Great White, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Great White. Yeah, way to go. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> no, but, he, no, but even the, in, what was it, in, in Bulgaria or whatever, like two months ago, like yeah. Yeah. that shit went down again. Yeah. So not, I mean, I guess you go to lawless Eastern Europe or whatever, <laughs> like you could... <laughs> You could still die in a fire at a show, no unfortunately. Prob- it's no problem. We do fireworks all the time. It's <sighs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, I never. I can't even remember the name of that band now because I'd never heard of them before the thing. You can do like flash pots on stage in New York. Still, they just. I guess they don't trust like bands to do this shit. But well, what you can pay some union guys to do it. No, like the Disney shows, they have like flash pots and shit. Oh, really? Like Lion King and all that. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, I got my eyebrows singed off at uh, <laughs> one of those fucking things. <laughs> I was in the front row. <laughs> and and I or? No, no. I think it was like Hercules or something. Oh, okay. It's a long ass time ago. And uh, yeah, just them <laughs> things went up off st- on stage and I was like, whoa, my eyebrows it are was, gone. It was really a Jason the Magician. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking, speaking of Lion King, I got this. I, keep, I know I've already told you guys, but there's this video on YouTube. It's everything wrong with the Lion King in 13 minutes, which I highly recommend watching but the one point i want to make is right at the beginning he's like james earl jones and the woman who played his wife in coming to america reprised their roles as african king and queen here in the lion king so yeah. what is simba <laughs> gonna move to queens and get a job at mcdowell's <laughs> and it just picks up from there <laughs> it's a really funny video i like it a lot I mean, maybe that was before Great White, but I don't think it was. So, hmm. indoor pyrotechnics. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty much Thursday, right? We did Ingve, and then Friday. Lots of comedy on Friday. Oh, uh, we checked out the um, the Nuno. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Look yeah. At, Wa- Washburn has always been a source of comedy, uh, both last year and this year. Just uh, for their, some of their choices. Yeah. So last year they had all those solars. They had a lot of uh, weirdly and mislabeled things last year. This year it was less that and more just like the hideousness of their fingerboards well, and stuff. Yeah, so they had a bunch of these guitars that like they're like a hundred thirty bucks or whatever, and they and they're just garbage. And then they had the the Nuno, and you're like, why are you still making the Nuno? We should save that for and, the right. Video well, content. you can see the video. People can watch the video. And then they had the striper. Bumblebee <laughs> Flying V, which is amazing. And then they had like some eight string that was like 25 and a half inch scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's not Extra super floppy. floppy or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they had banjos. I feel like they didn't have ukes, though, because they had the ukes right next to them in the. Yeah. I don't know if that was. Because of their, their other brand. It was yeah, like because Washburn's owned by. Yeah. By USMC, but that's right? where we where they had the yeah like the the uke bases and the sh- the shred uke with the cutaway. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that with the top side cutaway. I can't remember what brand oh, it was. Oh, and Washburn yeah. had the top side cutaways too. The the you know like on the Mishimans who are like it helps oh, you yeah. re- it helps you reach if you're like right. Michelangelo and play on the wrong side yeah. of the neck. Uh, <laughs> we saw um, some loudness. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Kira Takasaki. Uh, Oh man, which like yeah. so I got ESP. this. We went to the ESP booth. I I have this. You'll you'll see the YouTube videos if you haven't already. Saw uh, Bill Hudson there too. Check out your music is bad on YouTube. Um, the I have this little stabilized camera and it makes it easy to like hold it up and still get like a good shot and it and it won't be all shaky and stuff. Like but, hold it over the crowd. right. Hold it like like, like you, we didn't have to get there and be in the front row. We right. could be in the back and just hold Except it up. Except at ESP, where like a the stage was kind of low and I, b I think everyone was sitting down and c well, you mean, Akira Takasaki is a small Japanese man. You mean the talent was sitting down. Right. Yeah. The crowd was the standing performers up. The were crowd was standing up. up. Right. But so you decided, could never see who was who was he on stage. He decided to play sitting down yeah. pro tip to nam booths if you're setting up a stage you know yeah. elevate that shit a yeah yeah bit. it was a low stage or don't they provide were chairs. yeah or both 
And then he uh, he played. Oh my god, he's like terrible. Well, he started track. he started playing to the backing track, and then he just like stopped. <laughs> also, yeah. first all he did he started he started off with like this like pick slide kind of thingy, but then he just kind of kept doing <laughs> the slide noise like and like never started playing like notes, and then he stopped completely. Did that again, stopped again, and then finally like for real. Started the the thing he was gonna play, which still didn't really turn into a song. It was <laughs> just was like noises and then a little bit of like wanking and he's then he's hella sloppy. Done. Yeah, no, he. It well, was all when when in in 1999, uh, I took a trip to Japan and I was like, I need to buy a loudness CD while I'm here. But unfortunately, I bought the one that had like just come out in 1999, and it was you know all 90s and well, it sounded exactly like the shit he was playing. It was uh simple like. Kind of muddy riffs yeah. and like bad sloppy. Well, no, tread. but the well, but the thing is, so I saw them. I think it was in is in two thousand five or two thousand six. I think it was two thousand six, and it was awesome. Like, uh, that show was like super good, start to finish. And then I saw them in like uh twenty twelve, and it was awful. Like somewhere. That's a lot of time. That's a lot. Yeah. It's like six years. Like they fell off. Yeah. But it. But like I mean, they're they're done for. Just I mean, like I said, same deal with Michelangelo. Like in the last year, he's gotten noticeably worse. Yeah. Like loudness just fell apart, and Akira's part of that. Unfortunately, because like loudness totally ruled. <laughs> like yeah. there was a time when that shit was awesome. Yeah. Plus we were like, fuck yeah, Akira Takasaki. And uh, and we like waited a long ass time for it to start, and it was really hot in there. Yeah, it was pretty crowded. Yeah, we went to something else. So ESP sucks. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Doobie's it. Oh Angelica. yeah, oh yeah. It was less. Yeah, smooth. yeah. So we yeah. went to D'Angelico to see uh, Gene Cornish uh, from the Rascals, uh, who used to come into the Manhattan Sam Ash like weekly or some shit, and. Uh, and uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter from the Doobies. And so uh, right when they started, Gene Cornish explains that they have not rehearsed at all. Yeah, we haven't rehearsed And anything. it was quite apparent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they started playing, it was like, oh, yeah, we believe you. We believe you. That's, we were that's the, what we call jazz. It's yeah. basically like going to a blues bar yeah. on a... Monday, yeah. <laughs> we were the youngest people in the room by like yeah. half. Oh yeah, by far. And I mean, I think like three songs in or whatever, they hadn't played anything smooth. Yeah, and we so were we were like, like, "Fuck this." Yeah. Well, we were like, "Let's get lunch." Yeah, and the yeah. PA sounded irreprehensibly well, no, bad. No, and it was pointed, uh, pointed yeah, to the, the wall, wall. Yeah. aimed at the wall, yeah. and just <laughs> oh, so bad, dude. And it was, and I didn't really. There was no reason to like check out D'Angelico's, and that room yeah. was full. It was like packed. In it there. was super yeah. packed. Yeah, we were like, okay, let's go eat taco truck. It was not man. smooth. Yeah, <laughs> the blues and the jazz. If you are yeah. o- if you are a senior citizen, chances are, lawyer. if you have, yeah, need I mean, a dentist G- again, Gene Cornish, the Rascals are like my my dad. Like I partially know who they are because my dad's like, oh yeah, the Rascals, and I was like, okay, dad, whatever, and <laughs> and he knows them from when he was like young or something, you know, so. Uh, but we'll uh, be that way with Mashuga in like thirty years. Oh yeah, totally. We'll Young be like, oh yeah, like, you, you you kids. Hey, you kids like Mashuga? And like what? <laughs> Is that some s- Jewish band, Dad? From Sweden. <laughs> they're from Sweden. They're from Sweden. They're angry. You and your Swedish bands. 
Um, I do. I, I want to. I do want to say I, I like. I mean, uh, D'Angelico guitars are decent. They're. I mean, they're not. They're like a revived this old New York like jazz box brand, yeah. and they're not that. I mean, they're they're basically a Korean version of that. Um, but that's, they're decent. That's they're okay why guitars. they say New York. It's like two, right. two boot New York. Made in Italy. I'm like, why don't you just say you're made in Italy? That's yeah. way cooler they, than made in New York. They started making like one or two uh, like New York made like high end models, but I still think most of their business they're just they're selling uh, the Korean ones are online everywhere now, and so they must be selling a lot of them because they have a big ass room at yeah. NAMM now. So kind of good for them. So not like artist or event related, but we went to um, we went to like Fenders. Like shred section, right? Which is Charvel, oh, yeah, Jackson, yeah. EVH, yeah. and so the thing of note, right, is the Jackson Pros, the professionals, right, have always been made in Japan, and for mm-hmm. a long time, those were like really good guitars. Yeah. I mean, four Jacksons. Like I had a Jackson Pro that yeah. I played for a while. So those are made in Mexico now, yeah. Which like makes sense, Fender FMIC, yeah. right? Like they have facilities in Mexico. Those are made in Mexico. And then they had like a bunch of neck throughs, and those were all made in Indonesia and were like total garbage, yeah. like firewood. They and all the had like were made in India. Well, they had figured tops, and they were neck through, and the the back of the neck was unfinished. So they're like where the gloss ends is just like a. It's like a. It's like how when you're taking the plastic off the pick guard, you're like, oh, it's peeling up here, but you're like, oh, but it's not supposed to, because that's the <laughs> poly gloss on the thing. Right, so then they had these, like, the JS-12s and, and all the, the Kelly bases and stuff. They're all made in India, which I didn't even know they had hmm. facilities there. But, like, yeah, so, like, all the Jacksons are just, like, total firewood now. Yeah. So that was that was unfortunate, but I wasn't well, the, about to play Jackson anyway. Yeah. The weird thing I, I noticed with the, like, the Charvel stuff, like, so the Charvel I have was made in Japan. And it's from the last year that that factory was open because that th- the factory that all their Japanese stuff used to be made in shut down, so everything that was made there s- moved to Mexico. So they've been putting out these Charvels for the past few years that are all made in Mexico, and even the ones at Nam have always been kind of crappy. Like that's how bad they've been. Like yeah. I went down like because I kind of I wanted to like them. I mean I wanted them to be cheaper because they're charging the same price as the Japanese ones were, and uh, but. Mexico's the new Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Only, yeah. It's totally Only not. not. <laughs> but this year, they I guess they were still kind of popular because they've still been pushing them. And this year, they now moved them to the, back to the U.S. So they're like, they're probably the equivalent of like a strat, like a special strat or something like that because they're like a little over grand. But yeah, no, so, well, there would be, be like American Standard or something, you know? Well, like the American Standards are like, like twelve fifty now, and so like the American specials are like a thousand or eleven hundred or something. Oh, like that. so that's about. Oh, right, about yeah, yeah. Point. I totally forgot about yeah. those. Yeah, I mean, those one. Right. The point is they're they're made in the U.S., which is kind of cool because I don't know. I think those are cool. But speaking of large guitar companies that have shred e sub brands, Gibson displayed no Kramers this year. I didn't even go to Gibson. Well, so we did, and actually, yeah, me either. so this is super weird. But like, so we went a couple times. Because we went once, and their booth was only, like, half the thing. There was mm-hmm. a curtain, like, cutting it off. So I went back again because I was thinking, I was like, well, are they going to have an unveiling at some point? And then, like, they'll open up the rest of the booth. And, no, it was that way the whole time. 
and and dealer invite only. I think. Yeah, totally. The doing, yeah. They're doing business. Yeah. But so, um, the booth babes were like super aggressive at their because they like had them all like standing in a in semicircle a way, at though. the. Right at the at the entrance, pleasantly aggressive. Pleasantly aggressive. Well, and no, so and so. Well, so they were like, "Let us know if you have any questions." So I'm like, "Yeah." So um, I don't see any Kramer stuff. To, like, not. I mean, let's be clear. They're they're garbage, but I like <laughs> yeah. looking at garbage, especially when it is like pink uh, it, leopard print. When it's like reissued '80s metal garbage, right? Because it's more <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So I'm like, "Where's my? Where are the purple leopard print guitars?" And they're like, um, they're doing a scaled back display this year. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. And like, I mean, I guess Satchel was here last year and he's not here this year. And like, as we're walking away, I hear the girl say to the other girls, she goes, who's Satchel? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, like, yes. Um, but Gibson actually, their booth was cool because what they did is they had, um, they had a tuner and headphones, for every single guitar. Oh, that's that's nice. cool. So you didn't oh, have yeah, to find a little an bit amp. of that last yeah. year. You you didn't have to find a cable. Oh, they also there was a pick. There was a pick, a tuner, and an amp like uh, and headphones for every single Which guitar. Like. So you just and <laughs> and a, so there used to be a pick and a, <laughs> and a stool. So you didn't like you had everything you needed to just sit down and play. Um, and actually, one of the best sound like I played a ton of acoustics this year, and one of the best sounding ones. Was um was a Gibson just a factory J twenty nine No, it's a J nineteen. I'm quite shocked yeah. by this. No, it's one of the they best. They make ones. pretty decent acoustics. Like I really like when I've played when I was at Sam Ash and I would mess around with them. They actually had some pretty decent acoustics. Well, I mean, but again, like it was a step above all their other ones. So it it may have just been like a result a of the line, yeah, right? As yeah. a fluke, as a line yeah. fluke. So th- I would have needed to buy that. Exact one. Right. I'm not going to run to Guitar Center and yeah. buy a J19. Yeah. But that was one of the best guitars I played. Um, uh, but, yeah, they didn't have a lot of other stuff. They just had the, like, the Game of Thrones guitar oh. throne thing in there. And, like, everyone. That was, was a big deal last year. It was a big deal this uh, year. Amen. Oh, it's Last year was, like, out in the hall, though. That was the thing. Like, you could not oh, see it last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. No, they moved it yeah. into their booth this year. Um, the other, speaking of Gibson and scaling back, uh, the thing I I already I didn't have to go to their booth to find out is so last year they put the stupid GeForce robot tuners on every guitar oh, yeah. like standard oh, yeah. as a feature yeah uh, but that's gone now right it's an awful piece of crap that is Im- impossible to change strings on and so, and I'm sure everyone hated it and they probably didn't sell a bunch of guitars because of it yeah and so this year they were like it's not on any of them it's just gone it's just a guitar that has tuners yeah i've heard they have two million dollars worth of inventory that they can't sell (laughs) in a warehouse for a company that already had massive money issues the thing is so stressing you could just change the tuners but what's his face is never wrong so they made them anyway oh there was there was an article was it on vice gibsons are gonna be real cheap about working for that guy there was an article i think i feel like it was on vice yeah yeah, they did a, a smear piece on him. Like it was pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, that sounds. It's a couple terrible. years old now. I think it was like really two three years ago. Maybe oh, two, I three thought years it was ago. like one or well, two. Thought it was like 2013. That's just the Obama but... administration trying to get back at a Republican uh, supporter, though. You know. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah, that's what he says. Uh, will Hillary fix that? <laughs> <laughs> she'll mend. She'll mend the relationship. What with I want to know from 
the candidates is what what are you going to do about Gibson guitars cuz cuz they put the robot tuners on them last year but now they took them <laughs> off but but I still I still think they should do something with the tuning and and that's my question yeah, for the th- candidates this is from a company that decided to buy a bunch of DJ brands to add to their right. portfolio. Right. Well, isn't like their, so, their, all their profits are from like electronics and stuff now? I hear like it's most of their like, like a, like a big part of why there's like. Still I think they're trying to company. diversify, but I. Yeah. They're like I, we don't they're making all their guitars. money off of guitars. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I mean, they're selling their logo to like apparel companies. Right. Well, yeah. I heard they made they made a lot of money that. off like not guitars. Yeah. Or right. Like, Merchandising yeah. is a yeah. really viable. Right. Works well, for Fender. Strategy. Frankly, I mean, works I, for Ferrari. Frankly, yeah. the name they sell more hats than they do cars. Yeah. Well, frankly, so. the name is why they sell guitars at all yeah. these days. You know. Well, who yeah. is there? Do they have a big endorsee right now? Like they need a new Oasis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do actually. They have they they've been picking people up. Nobody um, needs new Oasis. <laughs> Dan yeah, no. Dan plays a plays a Gibson. He has a Gibson endorsement, but I don't know that. Well, and I think you know, Bonham and they Masa used to one of the few. And they, yeah, they used they the used. And I think well, he's I, got I feel like phone too now. Well, and so. I I feel like uh, they used to be pretty sparse on their endorsements. Well, sla- well, slash Guns and Roses are coming back, so yeah. maybe that'll do them some business. Well, I mean, it seems like like they've been surprisingly like it used to be like. To be with Gibson, you had to be like huge. Jimmy Page, yeah, like slash, kind yeah, of deal. slash Jimmy Page, like Metallica. Uh, uh, Metallica didn't they do? briefly have like uh, play like Gibson? No, because they're like explorers. explorers. They're oh, explorers. ESPs the right? and yeah. the ESP got sued because they were like the oh, same. Oh, that so was that's the why issue. they that's have why the I pointy it, ones it, now. It looked like a Gibson, but right it's not. now they right, have the right. pointy ones. Yeah, now they have oh, the but no, but but like during see. During Kill 'Em All and stuff, yeah. they did play Gibson V's, oh, but they right, right, didn't okay. have an endorsement. Right, they weren't endorsed. They just because they had, were yeah. kids in San Francisco, right. they just had V's. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm just. I thought I don't, there's some other people. I, I can't think of right now, but there was some lately when I've heard about some of the new endorsees. I've been surprised. Oh, at Cri- does Chris how many Cornell too? have a deal with them? Because yeah, I feel he, like he yeah. has a signature so model does Dave too. Grohl. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, oh, okay. I played the the Chris Robinson 335 with the. Bigsby and that was actually really really nice. So. The 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 semi hollows are made in Memphis and uh, I mean they're still not perfect with quality control and all, but they've been they seem to be better because I you can't just like in general like, they're right, better because yeah. well because you have to know how to make a semi hollow right you, like the the solid bodies are it's made still, on the assembly you, you line. You don't want one made on a Friday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, those right, guys, yeah, absolutely. Those guys like to yeah. drink, yeah. A but lot. like. What I've heard about from the, the the factory that makes the solid bodies is that it's just assembly line and there's like no guitar makers involved in the process. It's just people do like their one part and then they move it on and like that's it. I don't think that's so much the case for a custom shop. No, not for the customer shop. Not for the custom no, just shop. Just the, yeah. the standard. But if you're buying like a Les Paul studio. I think it's the Tennessee factory. Like there's like three three or four factories, but Memphis there's Memphis is in Tennessee. Well, the Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. But if you could buy a custom shop guitar, why would you get a Gibson? Well, yeah. You I mean, you just like it, yeah. Especially because they're like m- most of their like, well, their quote unquote Gibson customs are like not even custom. They're just right. their they highest end models, well, or yeah. that are technically made in a better. It's just a better, better margin. It's a ma- it's yeah. master. Yeah. But even even whatever. on those though, that we've gotten like like that Duds. high end, yeah, that come in and they're just fucked. And then you're like, hey, can you guys like? 
take this shit back? <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, fine. Can you get a broken or, one once or yeah, something? Yeah, no, yeah, we have them come in broken. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, the shipping or whatever, but still, there's a, way too many, like, just, and, and just, like, things that should not have made it out of the factory, you know, in terms of, like, like, I remember one that was, like, the, the bridge was just, like, placed wrong, you know? It just was, like, not in the right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the one made on Friday. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds like a Memphis but. guitar. <laughs> Call Rebecca Black. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, we were talking. We were talking about um, Kramer. That's how we got on this right tangent. I do. I don't remember if we, if I saw anything else ridiculous on Friday. I think we stopped at Warrior and. It yeah, was a lot of good stuff. Cool. Custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the cool good. stuff. Martins were good. Yeah, the Martins were good. That like super expensive. They had a sixty thousand dollar guitar what? spinning on a thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I like that one. That's that's ridiculous. It looked good um, on my wall. No, but all those, all those ones that Martin that like w- we played when we were there, those were sold today. Yeah. Like when we went back there, Mark sold. Um, yeah. Not that I was gonna buy a five or six thousand dollar <laughs> guitar. Yeah. Right. The five K uke maybe, but but, but yeah. I think somebody somebody did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, we didn't really go too heavy into the uh, five thousand dollar ukulele, did we? Yeah, well, I mean, no, we, it said I mean, everything we, we could it. about it. <laughs> There's not much. That is the tiny else. piece of guitar for five K. Go look at it on Instagram. At um, the one you met. Yeah, it's, it's pricey per square inch of. <laughs> yes, very pricey. Tone wood you're getting. There's oh. less, less frets to oh, buy. That's we sweet we saw what com- I I forget what company this was, but the the guitars were solid hardwood. Oh yeah, that was solid that, that Washburn. That was, was Washburn. Washburn. Because they always have some dumb thing. Yeah. On. No, no, it was it was uh no no it was the it wasn't Washburn. You're right. It wasn't Washburn. It was some other like really cheap weird off brand that was like. We're not going to tell you what any of these woods are. Right. Well, it's so either that they can use whatever's cheapest. Solid. Time. Some of them were just like solid wood, and some said solid hardwood. Hard yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, be, well, because was this the softwood? Well, is it boswood? It's the same wood that they make all those futons out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was made out of futon uh, wood from shipping pallets, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we just glued like twenty together, and that's right. It's a, it's a pellet lamb. Yes, reclaim. Pellet lamb. It's very strong. <laughs> reclaim. High rigidity. Uh, it's pellet wood. Yeah. Like, you know how you very wanted eco-friendly. that? This is reclaimed yeah. wood, yeah. Reclaimed, it's reclaimed from a pallet from some warehouse. This is the <laughs> Sears parking lot <laughs> model. <laughs> Can it be made completely out of boat oars? <laughs> that it's would be as fuck. the fucking yacht is <laughs> Guitar ever? Can we make a ship's holes? There are probably oars wheel. made out of like decent wood too. Yeah. You get some oars and they get to be like, can you pick? Actually, yeah, you just get one that's big enough and then get somebody to like cut you a guitar body out. Of get it. some mahogany ones. Yeah, we yeah. should totally find some like derelict yacht. Got to get guitars made out of guitars oars. out of it. Yeah, for just for yacht rockers. Yeah. No one else yeah. is allowed right. to buy this shit. Zach Zach Miles are number <laughs> one endorser. <laughs> yacht guitar. It could be the Christopher Cross. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is the SS sailing guitar. SS, SS smooth. <laughs> smooth grooves. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think we looked at a bunch of custom stuff. And yeah. It was, all it, was nice. it was not a particularly hilarious 
overall Nam show in terms of the boots. Yeah, because even like I went to like uh, how do you say it, Legator or Legator yeah. or whatever, and yeah. like like I don't recall seeing like a nine string. <laughs> like yeah, there was only the, there I, was, Ibanez had the two nine. Ibanez had super yeah, floppy. which actually yeah, I mean hopefully that means like wrong nines have already like fizzled out hopefully because they should because they're awful yeah but i only remember yeah i only saw them at ibanez and i mean last year Schechter even had some every actually a bunch of people had them last year Mm. and then this year there were still eight strings like eight strings stuck around but at least the nines seemed to like fizzled out yeah, I and don't more know. more fan frets. Everybody's like, well, we right. can do fan frets. Well, and or, well, the thing is, Ormsby showed up, and they have a production line, like because it's not handmade. Like not all their stuffs handmade anymore. Yeah, they have a production line that I think is being made in Korea. Don't quote me on that. Mm. Every single guitar in that line is fan fret, uh. and they and like they're aiming to get as wide a distribution as possible. Mm. So like if they can get that stuff into like guitar center. Yeah. Like they, that's what they want to do. Well, like even Ibanez, Ibanez has a bunch of fan fret models now and yeah, but Carvin had a bunch the this year. Cute minority. Like you don't like you, if you think Ibanez, you don't immediately think like, no, fan but they're, course. but the point is it's but. the thing this year that everybody's jumping on to try well, to like, I don't catch I don't up know. to I the, felt like there were a lot, market. I felt like there were a lot last year. No, there were um, too, but well, like for example, well, again, I'm just saying, just like I between Ibanez and yeah. like Carvin alone, both had like oh a, yeah, Carvin, yeah, Carvin yeah, had yeah. a ton of fan frets and their new what is that Kiesel, Kiesel, Carvin, yeah, yeah. Fucking offset inlays so are popular Kiesel. this year, but they've been popular for 15 yeah. years. Yeah, they've always that was been, a problem. I had to I stop. Dumb I had to stop buying Ibanez guitars in 2001 because every single one of them had dots. Like not down the center, <laughs> and ESP doesn't have the dots. They have the like little squares on the center. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody does. And then, um, oh, oh, but the ESPs that do have every single ESP Telecaster has dots not down the center. <laughs> I'm just, wow. I'm like, because when I think conventional styling, I think dots off to the side. Like, yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of dumb crap. Yep. Um. Oh, uh, the new Seaboard Rise. There's a new 49-wave Seaboard Rise from Rolly, if you're familiar with the smoothest instrument <laughs> in, ever invented. Um, they basically... It's it, What's interesting is that the Rise, which is significantly cheaper than their, their like handmade, UK-made ones, has been selling really well. And everybody carries it, whereas the original expensive ones where the smallest, the 37-wave one was $2,000, nobody would carry them. And if they did carry them, they probably weren't selling them. So, like, there's speculation they may have just stopped making them entirely because they only had two of them Oh, that was sort of booth, my which was, impression. Yeah, which was the entire room. They had two of them. One of them, the one that I, I, tr- I played, was clearly here last year because it was, like, filthy and had like bumps in it and stuff like it clearly been like had the fuck played out of it and so it's like you clearly haven't made any in the last year and they suddenly have a bigger room and they had a ton of uh like displays set up and yeah each one had a macbook yeah yeah and headphones yeah it was it was pretty cool um and the 49 one like i i played it for like five seconds then i'm like yeah i i have one of these it's just 
half as long. And then I was like, "You you want to play it, Rich?" I I just I was like, "Ooh, let me check this." I I have one at home. Why am I? Yeah, I was underwhelmed. I I felt like last year it, I had a lot more fun playing it, and I got cool sounds out of it a yeah. lot more quickly. But that was the sort of thing, like, on the bigger keyboard, you feel like, oh, I can use two hands and spread out. But yeah. it's so hard to, like, hit exactly how you want to hit because yeah. there's so many things going on that like, I'm like, I don't really get anything by having more keys because I can barely do one hand yeah, I correctly. Think, like, I think the rise has a little bit more of a curve to learning it, partially maybe because of you can actually adjust those different sensitivity of different dimensions. Yeah. But, like, you don't instantly know how you want to adjust them. Like, you right. don't know where. So, like, I'm still learning the one I have. But when I played the original ones, it's pretty straightforward. And you kind of just can play them. But, um, but yeah. So. We got to talk about Yamaha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. We, so you guys. Uh, so talking about Yamaha. There was some speculation. We thought maybe, like, Michael McDonald or Toto. Hints were dropped. So, a few, like, a few years playing. ago. Uh, there was a big anniversary Yamaha party, and uh, Michael McDonald and Toto played, and a bunch of people I knew had tickets, and we were one ticket short, and I got screwed. But, I mean, on the upside, it was like, it was Nam style, i.e. they each played like three songs, and then thank you, good night. Uh, but they were like, I'm pretty sure it was like Rosanna, Africa, and Hold the Line, and then what a fool believes and whatever else you know so it was all the songs so that you could possibly want to hear the hits and yeah. only the hits but so 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 for a minute there it was like ooh, ooh so you mean i get another chance to see toto and michael mcdonald at nam and then we couldn't really find a lot of tickets yeah yeah we only yeah. got we got two two and now the thing was it was free drinks and food and the food was like it's pretty, pretty good. gourmet. It was pretty Damn. you had pretty to good. wait. I had a whole plate covered in exotic cheese. We cheeses. had to fight through a bunch of brass to To, to get be food. fair though, we, we got in and out. So we did. That was I, I'm okay with that, food wise. Because uh, we oh, needed oh, in, in and out for your yeah. I'm like, you guys did not get <laughs> in and out of that show. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking no, about. It was no. pretty pretty tight. Got in and out of some burgers. Um, I can't believe we're we're saying we we did well getting fast food versus shut like up, gourmet shut up. cheese. You got to go to In and Out once, <laughs> and it's worth it, and it's good. Happy and I with always, what you have to be happy with. I have even right. even though one year I went there too many times to where I was like, okay, this was like hilarious, like the third time, but the fourth time it's actually just like okay, but like, that's too many I'm burgers. S- now I'm sick. That's too many burgers for this weekend. But every year the should have gone to Carl's Jr. But every year the first In and Out is always just as good and like slightly exceeds the first time. The first the first In and Out is always the best one (laughs) in California. It feels like the first time. It always feels like the first the first In and Out. Anyway, In and Out. Foreigner (laughs) was at the Rapco booth today, by the way. Oh, Oh, yeah. I ran into him when I did. They have a belt. Went behind the curtain to get a beer, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, dudes." <laughs> um, I would have told them. Did they have? Did they? They were sorry. <laughs> did they have a belt that that played urgent? Uh, so we go. So anyway, we go to. Did the they show, show anybody what love is? <laughs> yeah, they showed me. <laughs> well, I I heard that they only got one fuck you, and they had to cut the line. So <laughs> <laughs> they were happy with that. <laughs> uh. So anyway, so we go to the Yamaha show. It was the um, 
It was like the new gear showcase new or whatever. Product new product rollout. New product rollout. The highlights. And so they they had like everyone who played was playing a new Yamaha it, it product. It was heavily overproduced, kind of like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yeah. With some British accent model. No, but I feel like it was someone who wasn't British doing a British accent. Yeah, I I feel like she (laughs) just had the the buck teeth London look going on. They're like, yeah, do British accent. So, Um, yeah, so there was like this weird video package. But so then they had this violinist and she was playing electric violin and it sounded. It sounded pretty good. Yeah, it sounded like an acoustic violin. I mean, like, obviously there's a difference, but most electric violins I've heard. And she was smoking hot, too. Yeah, she was cute. But the. The violin sounded really great. And then they had this video package for the montage, which is like... This changes I, everything. Well, I didn't understand this at all because they this were like... changes everything. They were like, the touch is like halfway between a keyboard and a and an acoustic piano. And I was like, isn't that like the touch on every synth yeah, that everyone hates? That's called the keyboard. Right. Yeah. And, they were, and it, it's like... So this what, is gonna change everything. Yeah, and they were like, "This change." I'm like, "I bet it sounds just like how keyboards always sound." <laughs> and and then David Paish from Toto came out, <laughs> and you know what? It sounded like a, a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, so they so they had they had a bunch of people. They had. Um, uh, I don't know who the kid was. I, yeah, some kid from he's YouTube. Like, was he like a YouTube yeah, sensation? They called him YouTube sensation, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, vocalist, whatever. He was horrible. Does yeah, he play he them all at the same time or something? Sucked. He played keys and sang. That's and why his he's singing. YouTube. He sounds yeah. better on YouTube. He doesn't play with maybe. a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know what musicians are Edited like. for content. But they played uh, They played Rosanna, and, and it was awesome. And now, so the problem is... Except when the, the YouTube kid was right, singing the first... Verse and couldn't even sing it. But here's the thing: see, they but they were, ha- the singer from Toto came out and sang the second verse. Yeah. So the deal was there he was to help him out. Yeah. There was like five, they had like five keyboards on stage or something because the thing was, it, it I think re- it, the montage really changed everything. I feel, <laughs> I feel like this was their thought process. I think there was probably eight montages on <laughs> the stage. Like they both had two because they had the double. Oh stands. yeah, they had the double stand. So that there's. Three of them up front, so that's six. And then the guy in the back had a bunch of keyboards too. So well, I feel like their thought process when they booking this was they were like, okay, we need as many keyboards as possible. What song has a keyboard solo that people know? And they're like, Rosanna. Rosanna. <laughs> <laughs> it does have several keyboard sounds in that track. Um, and so they did that, and it was totally awesome. Uh, and and uh, we were hoping like Michael McDonald was gonna come out or like um, Billy Sheehan because he's like big Yamaha guy. Yeah. But there's like no new attitude base. There's not like an attitude for this year. Yeah. So he didn't. Plus, come I think out. he's like touring with Winery Dogs or something. Oh, is that why Richie Cotton wasn't here? Probably. Is that why? Portnoy. Yeah. I always see Portnoy here too for some reason. Like, he, he's always at the Diadario booth where they have like the. The like mega signings where it's like a line of people who uh-huh. have nothing to do with each other, and it's like these ten people at one o'clock and these ten people at two o'clock, and people line up just for like this row of autographs, and it's never anything but autographs, and it's uh, it's because the Adario has like so many endorses and stuff like that. Mm. So, I don't know. Oh yeah, I forgot to go, but I forgot to see if Lyris was was working the booth this year. She's working last year. She probably was, but yeah, that makes sense why they weren't here but 
so anyway, so since since they didn't have new product for these people, that was it. Like it was cool, um, but uh, we talked to some Yamaha people. Who were like, yeah, like it was a little underwhelming for like you know they're like normally there's a lot more uh, yeah, apparently stuff. And Yamaha's usually well normally they'd have a the best. they'd have multiple they'd have like an event each night and like mm-hmm. there's no to, it's Saturday right now and there's no event tonight like friday only it was friday only and and so people were like "Eh," but i I thought it it was cool it's hard to say because there's always some events that like they don't really they just tell people one-to-one in like booths and stuff but like it seemed like in general it was light on party slash shows this year i mean there's the the schecter one which is the standard like yeah grove one that always has some like metal band or something but well, I mean, that shit costs money, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, spend it's, money to make it's money. like part of NAM. Like, there's always, yeah. you yeah. know, show slash parties because it's the, it's, yeah, they, they, they pay their favorite rock stars to play for them privately, you know, without the, the, the riffraff. Uh, oh, there's tons of riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless I mean, it's, unless it's, us. <laughs> unless it's, unless riffraff is the one who's performing, but, um, there were, well, there was less riffraff at the Yamaha show, believe me. Well, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, no, the Yamaha is pretty selective. It was all Japanese suits. <laughs> all suits. <laughs> it was all suits, man. Yeah. And, like, Mr. Yamaha was there. Like, yeah. Mr. Head yeah. of Everything, wow. like, yeah. flew over from Japan. Like, yeah, it was. This changes everything. For the montage. <laughs> Sometimes, you need a montage. Sometimes it takes a montage. Sometimes you need a montage. Um, or sometimes you need eight montages. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all at once. It was a montage of montages. Oh, which reminds me, everything. I forgot the most important <laughs> detail. When they were playing Rosanna, so because they, it was kind of like jam style and stuff, Yeah, they had the video, but not the whole thing. They had it <laughs> they on had a loop. Like they had on a loop. Ten seconds. Like of part, part ten of seconds. The, the red of Rosanna, the girl in the red dress, yeah. like, like walking around, then spinning, and then dance and then, fighting. Well, and then what they like stitched the the loop together with was like flames. Like it, I, it was really weird. But that was from the but, the whole video intro right, that thing was for, on their whole for thing. the whole branding is. But you know. but they didn't have the part where they show this Toto graffiti on the wall. Like yeah. see, because they Yamaha was like, could tell you how tough Toto were. Right. <laughs> they were like, it's real smooth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. Had a good time. Um, then today, I think the thing I really want to talk about is when we went to Ernie Ball to see Steve I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was like, we didn't know this was happening. Yeah, we basically just, I just got to the show and I happened to walk into the Ernie Ball booth because I came in and I was like, I don't know what am I going to look at? And I was like, oh, I haven't been to Ernie Ball yet. So I went over there. Right. Well, and so the thing was we were, uh, we were at, um, not TC. What's the booth we were at, Bob? Oh, uh, we well, we were at Music Group, which Music is group. TC Lab Group and Midas Behringer. Yeah, and theirs is like next to Ernie Ball, mm-hmm. and and Bob, your Ernie rep, Ball adjacent. Your rep goes. He's like, oh yeah, Steve I's playing over there in like ten minutes, and I was like, oh, and my phone, I didn't have data, so I called you, and and I just went there because I wanted coffee right, from the that's hot the only British reason chick. We were there, Bob wanted to be served hot coffee. <laughs> yeah, by the hot British chick, and and so so I'm like, oh, so I called my I couldn't get data to send, so I call you, and I'm like, 
yeah, Steve Vai's like playing Ernie Ball in like five minutes. And you're like, oh, that explains why there's a Carvin Legacy on stage. Yeah. So we walk over there and Steve Vai was not playing. Yeah. So, well, first of all, okay, so we're waiting and we're talking and like it's that thing where suddenly I'm like, uh oh, somebody's like next to me and trying to like get past. And it's Steve Vai. And I'm like, oh, of course, we're in the way. Because we were for Akira Takasaki at. We're at, always. Yeah. Wait, he came out of a door behind us. us. I was like behind a plant where I could not possibly be in anyone's way so I could hold my camera up in the air and not block anybody but still get like a shot. And then like, yeah, out from this door behind us comes like a a row of Japanese men and Kira Takasaki. And uh, so wherever we are is where traffic is or where the, the person performing is. where the talent is coming yes. through. Well, yeah, uh, wherever we are is that where the talent is. That happened for Doobies, that too. Is, that's like, true. We can yeah. get pushed out of the way also. If, if you want to meet talent, just right. hang out with us. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, so it was basically Sterling Ball interviewing Steve Vai. They have some TV show. I forget what it's called, but it's something with tone in the title. And Tone Quest or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like Search for Tone or... Yeah, uh, and it's on DirecTV or whatever, uh, so I guess I'll just download it. Um, and But it's just going to be an hour-long show where they just talk to one guitar player for an hour about his tone. So that's going to be great for podcasting. And uh, we should just do an episode on every episode. Uh, <laughs> they're each an hour long, too. We just watch an episode bang out a podcast anyway that guy's kind of a train wreck so it's kind of entertaining yeah it so was very entertaining it I may mean, be pretty good you yeah. don't know, you know and so so he just you know it did you know, i mean there's it was some cool stuff it was some you know like stories about uh vi working with zappa and uh some other you know weird like their friends or whatever and talking about barbecuing and crap and it's like you guys need to be alone like but it was it was slippery. yeah. But there were, there was no shredding, despite right. the fact that, that there was, was a Carvin Legacy amp on stage and plugged <laughs> in. And when they were done, he like Steve like stood behind it so people could take pictures of him with the amp. I was like, oh, is he gonna get up and play it? No, no, yeah. no he's just gonna stand behind it and 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 let people take pictures. Yeah, and so my theory on this is he probably has a thing in his Carvin contract that's like you can't make an appearance without the amp. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, so what is he gonna do? Play an Ibanez <laughs> into a Carvin Legacy and periodically remind Ball. you that they right, are Ernie the Ball string, strings. Yeah, the string. These strings sound amazing. Oh, these strings, man! These, oh man, these strings—they they change everything. Yeah, change which is already how their it, marketing is. It's like, oh, when I got these strings, oh, they really made sound <laughs> right because they're not like oh. boutique strings like every Ooh. guitar you've ever bought Plus, like whenever they're trying to be like with slinkies on it right and, and, and you w- have to take them off I, I also like how every new set of strings part of it is like that they're supposedly higher output and it's like was that really an issue like was i worried that my strings weren't loud enough <laughs> Like, you could get a higher output pickup or, or like a boost pedal or any other part of your signal chain could probably be more useful to enhancing this this uh, element. Yeah. No. But, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the, instead, they just talked because yeah. because meanwhile, you know, Ernie Bell has as a booth full of guitars they're trying to sell and including a bunch of video and Extremely large, creepy pictures of Jam Petrucci yeah. and his beard of bees. Yeah, so I got his terrorist <laughs> beard of bees. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> beard of bees. Um, no, all it's it, that Simpsons episode where Grandpa right, goes, yeah. 
I wore a beard of beads for that woman. I like how you comment on Petrucci's appearance, but don't even mention that Steve I looks like a middle-aged woman now. <laughs> well, you well, just his, glossed uh, over look, that. Look, his <laughs> shoes, his, if, you, if you see those shoes, if you see that he's wearing sparkly women's shoes, yeah. and you don't come to that conclusion <laughs> and, on and, your own. And, like, uh, bell-bottoms with a zipper that goes oh, up to the yeah, knee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that was the thing. The bottom of his pants zip. At first, I thought it was just horrible um, gold accent. Because, again, he's wearing sparkly women's shoes. But then I was like, wait, no, that's a zipper. What function can that possibly serve? Because, like, last time I checked, you put your pants on from the <laughs> other end. Like, so why do these why do these bell bottoms zip up? I mean, I guess yeah. you want, want them to, like, flare out some more? I don't know. I don't know. He had them zipped. It's a beard of bees. Yeah. Beard of bees. It, it also, yeah, it just, it, there's also, like... Some of the pictures, like, there's these weird little, like, reflections from the lights on it. So oh, it looks yeah. like there's, like, stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, I Instagrammed it. It looks like there's something yeah. in it. The thing was, so I actually had seen this picture a few weeks ago. I was in the uh, Sam Ash in Midtown because I had, like, an hour to kill. And this picture was, like, on one of the JPs, like, on the hang tag. And at first, I thought it was, like, I thought I was seeing, like, two pictures overlapping or, like, it was a joke or something. <laughs> and then I realized it wasn't. And I took a picture with the intent to Instagram it being, like, this is not Photoshopped. <laughs> but then, like, I just got distracted, like, screwing around on, on the bases or whatever and didn't get around to Instagramming it. But then I was like, oh, yeah, there's that thing I was going to Instagram. I'll do it now. And you know what? It looks less terroristy and more beard beezy. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, no, but it was an entire wall. Like, so they had a bunch of video footage, which I the sound was off, so I don't know what it was, but with him and his beard. And then and then you're inside the booth, and there's a really big picture of it. Then you walk outside the booth to the back, and it's an entire wall. It's just him, and you're like, uh. So I, I got, I, I recorded the Vi talk, but my video's not great because I'm, like, in between people's heads, and one of them is the guy shooting much better video. Yeah. So I was like, Where's that gonna be? Well, it, but, it, there was they had two camp like those were the right, ball right. guys, yeah. And so it, I, you know, but the interesting thing is that, uh, and I, I'm not promising whether we'll post it or not because I gotta like see how like much of an asshole uh, we come off as. But Very. basically, I have recording of all of our comments throughout his talk, <laughs> so track. maybe I'll, I'll post our riff track of the Ernie Ball Steve I talk. Uh, which I don't think we we I don't think we were actually it it, it, it wasn't like massively disrespectful or anything <laughs> I think it was totally fine and amusing but because I like I like Steve Vai a lot uh, I, I joke about him because Steve he wears Vi's, hilarious clothes but I have Steve Vai's old rack oh yeah in case anybody wants <laughs> to buy it that's right so if he gets mad you can be like yo uh, you want to buy this rack back it's uh it's in an airplane hangar in Maryland <laughs> if you want it it's pickup only. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. And it was mostly, you know, Steve telling people, like, to make music and be creative. Oh, they talked a bunch about his record label, which we thought was funny. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's kind of, he's like, <laughs> I love the music business. And I set this thing up, you know, to be a really great thing. Yeah, what's what's happened to that recently, Steve? Uh, not a lot. Well, uh, we haven't done anything for a few years because I was working on my own music. But, but uh, <laughs> we brought in this guy who maybe is going to fix it. Who maybe knows how to business better? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, the Victor Wooten ad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is this is very podcastable. Uh, so this is 
I gotta see if this is anywhere more public than like the Nam thing. I, yeah, because, no, this is oh, like yeah, an no, because this is right now. Yeah, this no, is no, like no, but that's behind a, the scenes dirt. But right, but that's like a that's like a photo shoot for the right. But here's brand. the thing. Yeah. yeah. So Dr. Uh, or no, no, the the this thingy, the these guys, they called Dr. to be like, you sure you want to use this photo? Cause. Something looks a little funky about it. Oh, you, saw, you see it? You see it now? No, I you see didn't it. see yeah. it at first. Well, no, because it, I thought... It's I th- sweet and powerful, Rich. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this isn't going to work out. Uh, we're going to have to... Oh, fuck, this This joke doesn't work on the podcast, I just no, realized. Just, no, it doesn't. Just it Instagram looks, it. So, yeah. I don't so Victor ruin it. Wooten is holding his base. And he's it holding, looks like he's holding something He's else. holding the smaller horn of his base, and it's a black and white photo, so it looks like... It's probably like you know brown or, or it looks some like he's wood color it really tightly, but <laughs> it just looks it looks black in this picture. Uh, this changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll find I'll find a way to link to this and make it like oh a it's thing hilarious you can see right away or I'll just Instagram it actually. That's what I'm actually, saying. Just yeah. Instagram it. No, ex- <laughs> no, <laughs> no explanation necessary. You you also have to like post it. Again, when you post this episode, no, so. just follow me at the one true man on Instagram and go through my f- look at all the stuff that's tagged na- hashtag Nam because it'll all still be there. The and companion all still be hashtag to this pure blues. Sweet, but yeah. So apparently, hashtag uh, sweet I won't reveal my sources, but I heard that the ad guys called up Dr. Strings and were like, "You sure you want to run this ad?" And they were like. Yeah, why not? It's a great picture. And they're like, uh, are you <laughs> sure? Okay. Have you have looked, you at, looked it? at it? Have you looked at it? Have you looked at it? Did you have anyone else? Did you have anyone else look at it? <laughs> right. Did you get a second opinion? Yeah. Hey man, sex sells. So that's that's. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Victor Root, <laughs> sex symbol. Yeah hey, man. Victor Wooten <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to slap face. <laughs> Slapping and popping. Slapping and popping. All day. Pure blues. Ah, Nam. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, what else? uh, Well, we we attempted to see Ingve. Oh, we saw the the line to sign stuff, but. Yeah, but he didn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't. We thought he was going to talk about his pickups, which we thought was going to be hilarious. But then it was like just a signing. So then we went, we were going to go over to GHS to to see some like friends of friends shred. And on the way there in the booth, like booth next to us was who else but Michelangelo Batio. Yes. And he, and we caught him just in time to see him shred on the wrong side of the neck. And then at the end, let out. This a, changes everything. <laughs> let out a Howard Dean esque scream. I, I texted my friends pictures of of that set, and one of my friends goes, "He's still doing that." Like, It'd be like, "Yeah, that's pretty much his yeah. thing." Sometimes he plays on both sides. Hey man, it gets him booked through December. Yeah, he is booked through He's his booked own for the because year, he man. plays <laughs> so many configurations. Yeah. And, and then as soon as he stopped playing, you know, above where there are frets. Uh, he like just yells into the microphone. No, it was his Howard Dean moment. Right, like, right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I post. I also there's a video of this on my Instagram. Although the the yell got cut off, so I'll post it on YouTube when we get back. But uh, I I posted that it, he was demonstrating you know proper coked up guitar technique. <laughs> <laughs> you go, 
You'd get yeah! primal on it. Yeah. So, um, so I post. I'm posting the Victor Wooten picture. I'm tagging it Nam Dr Strings Victor Wooten and sexy ads. No, I, sweet I don't think and that's, powerful. I don't think sweet that's like powerful. coked up guitar technique. I think that's like his technique for doing coke. <laughs> is yeah. he plays guitar? <laughs> it's more of a celebratory yeah. uh, gesture. Yeah, so then we went to GHS, and um, it was weird because, like, at first, so it was these two women, um, Stephanie, what's her last name? Picard. Picard. Like the captain. Oh. <laughs> and then I forget I forget the other woman's name because she wasn't on the bill, and I just can't remember. Nobody thought to tell and, us what her yeah, name I was. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, at no point did right. anybody, well, no. okay, you're sorry, go ahead, because you're they, right, this is there's a bunch of stuff. They didn't get that, that. That Berkeley lecture where they tell you you need to constantly tell the crowd who you are. Yeah. Um. So the thing was, at first, like, it, they were playing this like really fast harmonized thing, and you could see moving apart, and you could tell they knew they were moving apart, and they were like, "We can't hear the backing track," and like we couldn't hear the backing track either, so yeah. it's no surprise they couldn't. So then they turned like everything up. So then this dude comes out. And he's like, you gotta Shut turn it, it down. down. And he's Shut just like, he just like reaches, like that looks like a volume yeah. knob. He does that like, that fucking club guy bullshit where you just was. go to the amp and just grab a knob and turn it down. It like, was the, the volume knob. It in was fairness to him, but still, like, well, well, be, and here's, but here's why he probably knew where it was because it's his booth. Because it's his booth, <laughs> right. right? But at first we didn't know. I didn't know right. that because he just yeah. emerged, and I thought maybe he was from the next booth and was just like, you guys gotta turn it down, and Damn I'm turning it down. Loud ass guitar but then I figured out he was. He was a it's GHS. Yeah, I figured out he was the guy. So then they started over with like everything at a, at more reasonable volumes, and then they like kept it together a lot better. Yeah. But the highlight of that performance for me was that. Um, so I play GH. I play Fenders and I play GHSs because they they make pure nickels. GHS had three like boxes of just nines. Like single single nines, not sets, but up. just a single strings. Yeah. And I was just like, "How many of these can I fit in my sport coat?" <laughs> I'm like, I bought a lot of strings and I break a lot of nines. Like, all Shrag. right. So like, there were two microphones on stands that they very easily could have moved, such oh, that yeah. they and could communicate. They were with trying the to audience. talk to the crowd. Without mics, and right. nobody could hear what they were saying. And on top of that, in their defense, I mean, it wasn't a very large crowd. No, this right. was like Saturday at four forty-five. Yeah, right. But also, like when I first got there, like I couldn't tell if they were playing or warming up. And then when they were actually playing, I still kind of couldn't tell. I mean, it got a little louder, you, and then don't you always feel that way about backing track shred though? Like. No, because, well, not if you can, like, hear it properly. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, I was like, is it is it, like, a horrible mix just because they're warming up? Like, it sounded like they hadn't, like, like they were just getting, you know, the signals and everything. And is then they're going to. The yeah, yeah and then the they're going to mix it. But the actual mixing part never happened. And, like, and also the backing track was, like, super, like, the tone was way worse than either of their actual tones. Yeah. And. What were those guitars they were playing? They just had I don't M's, know. Yeah. But they yeah. had M's they on the that side, but they weren't Brian Moore's. They weren't Mayones. I don't know what they were. I don't know um, what they were. Okay, no one knows what they were. If we knew who both of them were, we could probably find out what guitars they played. Stephanie Picard. Okay, well, and and then uh, another one. Um, 
she was the captain, and then the there was also <laughs> there was also a display like a screen on the stage <laughs> that was showing some of the people who would be performing. Yeah, and one of them was Stephanie Picard. Right. Yeah. The other one, I don't know if she was on there. She or wasn't on there at all. She wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah, Stu Ham was on there. Yeah, Stu Ham's always on there. Um, Stu Ham works. Stu Ham's always making an appearance. Because everyone wants to hear a guy play bass. Stu Ham on the bass. I just noticed on the Upbeat magazine, Petucci's here with his beard of bees. Beard of bees. Let me see this. I haven't seen this yet. Beard of bees. Oh my God. It's all over it. Oh my God. This changes everything. He is. He's getting ready to move note, to the Portland. T- the title of the page is Game Changer. Game Changer. <laughs> <laughs> I think Yamaha paid for them to do that. Yeah, apparently uh, St. Vincent's a big deal this year. Are really? you serious? Yeah, oh, she was at man. the Ernie Ball booth a bunch. And, uh, uh, why didn't anyone tell me? I mean, I didn't see her like perform or anything. I like. Yeah, but well, I, I just heard a lot of people mention her, and she was there and is now in a picture with Petrucci. I could have I mean, been like... What do you explain your terrible mixed album? That's on? not the most egregious thing from this weekend, though. Yeah, but it's no, not one a, of no, honestly, I don't think that I would. I don't have a problem talk to her about her music so much. I have a problem with the, her mix. No, I do. I, I agree. I no, I, I I've I under, I've heard that as well. But um, it's so bad. It's it's that, and then it's the whole like people think she's like a really good. Guitar well, and player. also she went to Berkeley, so I want to go talk to her and be like. For what? <laughs> no, like, be, no for be, guitar? Like, yeah, well, right. No, just be like, with this, can you like maybe tone that down a bit? <laughs> like, <laughs> can, um, uh, also, what you're you're Saint? I'm not. Are you gonna play at Saint Vitus? Is Saint Vincent gonna play at Saint <laughs> Vitus? That's what I want to have. Has Saint Vitus played at Saint Vitus? <laughs> probably. Yeah. That's probably how they got the name. Can Can anyone explain Playboy guitars to me? Did you guys see um, this? Yeah, yeah it they had a huge ass booth. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. No, this they're company's the, they're hemorrhaging the, money. They're like the leader in like, we got girls at our booth. Yeah, which but is in, it, inversely proportional to the quality of our guitars. It looked like they. It's really a, a company that like makes picks and stuff. Yeah, like uh, it's yeah, it's like really they make a, promotional so they items it's just and like the guitars crap. are like a, just a, another gimmick to get people to. It's yeah. just branded like, crap. So they yeah. have some partnership with Playboy. This isn't actually Playboy. No, right? it is. It's well, it's probably yeah. it's part of Playboy. But I mean, the company company's like hemorrhaging tons of money in there. Well, knows? this is not new though. This yeah. has been around. This has been every uh, name I've been to. The thing that was funny was Sad. they had. Some yeah. they had some girl in people like people buy Cheech and Chong guitars. Yeah. Like they, oh, the somebody, girl with so her, somebody must with buy her boobs out. Guitars. Right within like the bunny thing, yeah. and there was like a super long line to get yeah. her autograph yeah. for some reason. And then I went by today, and there was some like country band doing something. There's no one there. <laughs> well, they sell a lot of straps. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised uh, if those actually sell. People are like, oh, we got Playboy on my strap. Oh, mm-hmm. and and the Bloody guitars with the uh, the naked lady f holes. Yeah, yeah. Was that at Playboy? No, that was they Dean. had that no. They had Dean. one. They had oh. one at the Playboy guitars. Oh, really? Yeah, because actually, at, when I, when you yeah. first posted, I thought it was Playboy because I knew that was like they have that same like image yeah. on guitars. Flap trucker. Dean is yeah. just yeah, as trashy. Exactly. Yeah, apparently. Oh yeah, Dean is is the other top one, and then like Schechter's a little below well, that. There's a lot of truckers that buy Deans, so <laughs> they know their market. Yeah. No, I got a lot me of people. Dean. They yeah. sell. Uh, people come in and buy them yeah. at Sam Ash, and I was like, "Really? Are you sure you don't want a 
good guitar? No, dude, because Dimebag. Well, it's just like more people uh, buy Chevy yeah, and Ford trucks like than any other vehicle. It's like whenever <laughs> anyone go. reaches for a Pantera album and you're like, are you sure you don't want to listen to good music? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Same same problem. I thought you said you like metal. <sighs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Wait, you don't like Pantera? No, I do that all the time. People will be like, but I like, man, I love Pantera. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love Pantera. Let's go listen to Pantera right now. <laughs> and I put on like projects in the jungle, and they would get so pissed. <laughs> yes. What is this crap? It's, Pan- it's fucking Pantera, <laughs> man. Pantera, man. I'm rocking out. I am the night. <laughs> <laughs> fucking power metal. Yeah, I could hit those, hit those notes, you know. I'm like, dude, that kitty on Metal Magic is just evil. <laughs> when I see that, I'm like. Stay off the streets, kids. The metal let's start. Let's start it. an early Pantera cover band. <laughs> yeah, we only play early. Like, yes. like we only like like uh, like that. Uh, we only play eighties Joel. Like, like uh, <laughs> from uh, Step Brothers. Yeah, the Billy Joel cover band that only plays eighties eighties Joel. We'll we'll do only early. Can we just Pantera? Be called Metal Magic. No, call it Vintage <laughs> yeah. Dime. Oh, oh nice. no, no, no! Because nice. he was Diamond. We, it, we oh, could call yeah, it like oh, we yeah. could call it like diamond in the bag or something, or like, yeah. uh, or like. Well, because okay, Rex didn't change his name; he was still just Rex Rocker, but it was um, Vinny, Vinny Paul. I think was it just that it said Vincent Paul? I feel like Vinny had some other stupid nickname that I can't remember. But but Dimebag was Diamond Daryl. And that even says that on Cowboys from Hell. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's a misprint. And it's like, oh, it's a misprint on like the other six albums too, like <laughs> yeah. before it. That's a really long time for it to be a misprint. Was it because he was so high from being Dimebag that he never noticed? Oh, wait, no, he's just Diamond Daryl. Okay, got it. Cool. Um, Yeah. Bag of Diamonds. Ben, ben, ben just liked Diamond the Victor District. Wooten photo, but I don't know if it's for the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, probably that's, just... That's a really good ad. He probably, yeah, he's uh, probably just like, yeah, I love Victor a, Wooten. That's some uh, crucial social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, Panther. <laughs> we could be Brother Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta be very clear that it is a Pantera cover band, <laughs> so that people are very annoyed when we yeah. don't play any Pantera songs they like. <laughs> well, or they'll be like, "This doesn't sound like Pantera." I don't know. These we songs. only play like pre Cowboys from Hell Pantera. <laughs> Shows what you know about Pantera. Yeah, like You're I, not we true fans. Yeah, I'm only I'm only into their old stuff. <laughs> like before they sold out to we the be, wait to the Texas stoner be, metal we crowd. Could be, we could be cowboys in hell. Cowboys they yes. hadn't left cause, yet. Right, cuz they, they hadn't left yet. They yes. hadn't left hell. Cuz that's what you listen hell. to in hell is pure 80s it's glam early, metal. It's early Pantera. <laughs> no, cowboys but, in hell. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Now we're got talking. it. Now we're talking. This is happening. That should also be the band, the 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 fake band that is responsible for the weightlifting song. Yes. 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 Lift weights. <laughs> Lift weights. Feel pain. Make gains. Yeah. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> yes. If you listen to the song, <laughs> you would know that. We're opening for STEM, dude. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, man. 
All right. Uh, so what else? Uh, was there any other amazingness today? I don't recall. Man. We didn't go to that L.A. Guns show, much to my dismay. I don't feel too bad about that. Man, I wanted to go just for that crowd. That yeah. might have been good, but it also might have been really bad. It L.A. Guns might have played. I mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That I've been to other shows everything. with the same crowd that <laughs> L.A. Guns' fans would. Yeah, yeah. but was it in L.A.? No. Because, you, it, man, like in New York, it's all the same people. Like Who go to Proc Power. Well, you're just like, oh, I, I've seen all these people at other terrible shows. But in L.A., you're like, whoa, where did these people <laughs> come from? What's going on? This is amazing. This changes everything. <laughs> they all came from the valley. The 80s are still alive. That's right. They came from Fullerton. That should be our new, um, like, sci-fi horror flick. It came came from from Fullerton. Fullerton. (laughs) It came to the slide bar. (laughs) Michelangelo played on it. All right. Well, that was, I mean, we got two hours. That's that's delightful. We got Cowboys in Hell. Cowboys in Hell. That's right, we did. That's awesome. All right, I'm turning it off now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or yourmusicisbad.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheOneTrueMatt. Give us a like on Facebook. Tell your friends. Share this episode on whatever social media platform you enjoy. And check us out next time.